welcome back to Rabbit Hole Happy Hour, everybody. <laughs> I'm Mallory. And I'm Ashley. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> intense today. Very intense. Oh my god. So, what's up, guys? Hope you enjoyed our last episode on an internet mystery. <laughs> I loved it. That's good. I'm so glad. <laughs> <laughs> Anything yeah. new with you, Mallory? Well, we got a new kitten today. Technically, it's my brother's. She's the tiniest thing I've ever seen. She's four weeks old. She just showed up on the doorstep of our co-workers. My brother and I work together. Our co-workers' porch. And she was like, she actually just had a cat that they had to put down not too long ago. But she was like, I don't think I'm ready yet. So I knew Houston had been expressing interest in getting a cat sometime so mm-hmm. I was like hey do you want a cat <laughs> that's awesome so yeah I just met her and she's so cute she's a little baby a little black kitty cat she still has kitten blue eyes wondering what color her eyes are gonna be and my cats have not met her yet because I'm scared of that she's so <laughs> tiny <laughs> we'll oh, yeah. wait a little bit <laughs> keeping them separated what else is going on? oh getting a new dishwasher that's riveting. I know. It's so great. I'm so happy for you. I actually cannot wait because that, oh my God, I knew it was, it would just leave soap all over everything. Oh so no. I had to rinse everything after I took it out. But yeah, it's, it's time. It's time. So we're drinking out of solo cups tonight. Yeah. <laughs> we're backed up on dishes. We're always backed up on dishes, but now we're really backed up on dishes. <laughs> We're going for it. We're, we're rolling with so it. So we're just going to destroy the planet for a little bit until we get our dishwasher installed on Tuesday. Well, not if you're like your grandma. You could just wash That's the true. solo cup. That's true. When Mallory handed me the solo cup, she's like, it's a new one. And I was like, oh, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> well, I didn't want you to think it was just one that was left on the counter or something oh. that somebody had used. <laughs> I never would have thought that. Uh, okay. I don't know why. <laughs> it's not like we're the cleanest people in the world. Anyway, uh, yeah, today I did, that's all I did was clean and just fart around. <laughs> farted around. Just fart. Just farted. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I spent the weekend alone in my house so I could work on this episode. <laughs> I've been working on this episode for a while and... Yeah, you started it like, I feel like months ago. <laughs> yeah, and then I ended up doing Belle Gibson and then we did Ruby Farias and then I just came back to this. It's extremely convoluted. But anyway, yeah, I was working on it home alone because my husband took my son to my parents' cabin so I could focus and also so they could have fun this weekend. But when they got back, we put my son Adrian down for a nap, and when he woke up from his nap, he came to my room where I was working, and he looked me in the eyes and said, you got a mustache. Oh, no. <laughs> and I just laughed. I wasn't even offended. Yeah. I was just like, that's amazing. He's been saying the funniest shit lately. Oh, um, my God. That's so funny. I've, this is the brutally <laughs> honest era he's I'm, entering. I'm excited. <laughs> also, I might get my feelings hurt. Yeah, I probably would. But, but then I'd be like, son, I know I do. <laughs> I was like, well, show me. I don't feel it. Like, Dude, I do I have a mustache? Do I, I mean, it's light. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Tudor has a more more of a mustache, and he doesn't say anything about that. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! But also, 
I brought home some balloons from a baby shower at my office, and I gave them to Adrian because every time we have some kind of party at work, I just bring home the balloons because he loves them. And he had two of them, and he, he was like, look, Mommy, I got boobs. <laughs> oh my I was just like, how do you know this stuff? This is amazing. Well, he's already said, what was it, monster boobs or something yeah. to you before? Yeah. <laughs> monster boobs. Oh, my God. Boobs. How does he know boobs? <laughs> I mean, he's known boobies for a long time, I guess. Some yeah. kid I, in his school taught him, but <laughs> I don't know. Oh, my God. That's really funny. Well, I showed up to Mallory's tonight with a gift, a belated, oh, yeah. I guess, birthday gift. It doesn't, it was just something, I saw it and I thought of you, so. Okay. Just open it really quick, <laughs> okay. and you don't have to react any kind of way, just be your natural self. Oh my god, I'm scared now, what the hell? I was influenced on Instagram. Uh-oh, oh my god, if this is a Taylor Swift shirt, because you mentioned the other day that you bought me a Taylor Swift shirt. It is, oh yeah. Oh my god! God, <laughs> this is the best thing I've ever seen in my entire life. Okay, everybody, it is a Taylor Swift shirt. It says Taylor <laughs> Swift, but it's not a picture of Taylor Swift. It's a picture of Dog the Bounty Hunter. <laughs> oh my fucking god! I saw it and I was like, "This is hilarious." Oh my god. <laughs> Dude, oh my god, I love this so much. Oh Thank god. you. <laughs> it, it totally tickled me, Sal. Bro, this is perfect. <laughs> this is perfect. So you were serious about the Taylor Swift shirt. Yeah, because I was oh like, oh, Mallory, I got you a present. It's a Taylor Swift shirt. Because <laughs> Mallory was like, I cannot stand Swifties. Like, I, no offense. Uh, yeah, no <laughs> offense. don't incite a riot or like, <laughs> sorry guys. I just, oh god, I just can't handle. It's the same thing with like, Football fans. It's fandom. It's fa- the extreme fandom to where your whole entire life and your identity is wrapped around this one thing. Mm-hmm. Drives me insane. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> so, yeah. Yay. <laughs> Thank you. That is, that's literally amazing. I'm so glad you like Oh, that. my God. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Well, it is a Sunday night. And my story is very long and convoluted, so I'm just going to hop in if that's okay with you. Yep, let's go for it. Um, so I'm going to need everyone to focus. This was very hard to write. I was floundering. I spent the weekend by myself floundering trying to write this story because there are so many like stories and details and... Also, the details differ from source to source, so it was just like trying to find the best source and trying to find the best details and putting it in chronological order, but also putting it in a way that was interesting to hear. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, if you like this episode, please give us a review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify, because we've had a drought, and I don't even know if anyone is listening anymore. (laughs) And I worked really hard. Yeah, and Mallory did too. I did too. I worked really hard on the last one, actually. Not not quite Murdoch level hard, but it was for a single episode. It was it was pretty hard. Yeah, well, it was amazing. I loved it. I'm glad. If you haven't listened to last episode, please listen to it. Mallory goes on a deep dive of Reddit culture, internet culture, 
perv culture. <laughs> perv culture. Internet. Internet. Old. It's like a 20-year-old mystery. But yeah. So, without further ado, the drink of the night. I'm calling it a smoked maple old-fashioned. But it really is just some <laughs> bourbon in a cup with some ice. <laughs> but, like, I was going to make it an old-fashioned, and I tried the bourbon, and it was so sweet that I was like, I don't need to add anything to this. It's really good. Oh, my God. I, I love anything maple, though. It is called Knob Creek Smoked Knob Creek Smoked Maple Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey. And it's 90 proof and delicious. It's so good. So, cheers. Cheers, mate. So, are you ready to hear this story? Yeah. It, um, just a quick apology to everyone. It is dumping rain here, so if you hear background noise, <laughs> that's what it is. And I'm also going to say, I probably could have done three different episodes on this story. Oh my god, really? Yeah. Dang. So you got the one. And I'm going to do my best. You got this. Please like me. (laughs) Okay. 21-year-old Reagan Hancock was excited about her future. She had just celebrated her one-year wedding anniversary with her husband, Homer, a month prior, and was expecting her second daughter in just six short weeks. She had announced to family and friends that she'd be naming their daughter Braxlyn Sage. Excuse me. I'm trying to do something here. <laughs> God. Reagan was also the very proud mom of three-year-old Kenley Grace, whom she had from another relationship. Reagan got pregnant with Kenley while she was still in high school. She knew she was meant to be a mom and went through the pregnancy despite knowing the ridicule she was about to endure in school. When Kinley was born, Reagan had to put a pause on high school, but later went back to get her GED. Her next goal was to go to college and study to become a nurse. Everything was falling into place for Reagan. There's a bird that... There's a bird. We can't get away from random noises. But everything changed on the morning of October 9th, 2020. Homer was at work and had been in contact with Reagan via text. But suddenly, the tone of the text changed abruptly. They read something to the effect of, I just want to be happy, and it's just not working. These texts did not sound like Reagan at all. Homer exchanged a few more texts and then ended the conversation with a final message at 8.33 a.m., and he said, I love you, to which Reagan never responded. At 9.34 a.m., Homer got a Facebook message from a neighbor letting him know that their puppy had escaped and that their garage door was left open. And this was unusual as they made sure to always keep it closed in the event that their dog got out. So Homer tried calling Reagan, but she didn't answer. He called her again about five times over the course of half an hour and she wouldn't pick up. This was unlike her. She always remained in touch, especially since she was nearing her due date. She was 34 weeks along at this time. Oh my god. He began to get really worried, so he got in touch with Reagan's mom to see if she could go check on her while he left work and headed home. Reagan's mom, Jessica Brooks, left work immediately and headed that way. But first, she stopped at Kinley's daycare to see if she made it in that morning. When the daycare told her she had never been dropped off, her heart dropped into her stomach. 
She immediately knew that something was wrong, so she pulled into the police station and called her husband, Marcus. She told him that she thought she should alert them to the situation, but Marcus told her she should just head to Reagan's first and see if her car was there, so she left the parking lot and headed that way. When Reagan's mother pulled into the driveway, she was shocked to see the garage door was open. As she approached the garage, she saw streaks of blood on the driveway that Mm. led into the garage. Oh my god. She told herself that it was probably from the dogs. Maybe they, like, cut their paw and tracked blood out of the house. She walked into the garage and went to open the door, but before she did, she noticed a bloody handprint on the knob. She knew without a doubt that something was wrong, and she used her work shirt to open the door. When she walked in, she immediately saw a bloody footprint on the kitchen floor. Jessica turned and walked back into the garage, afraid of what she might find. But she knew if her daughter was in there hurt, she had to go find her and help her. She made her way into the house and stood there in shock, trying to process what exactly she was seeing. The house was eerily quiet, dimly lit, and in complete disarray. There was blood everywhere. Then she saw what no mother should ever have to see. She saw her daughter laying face down on the floor, her blonde hair now red with blood. Jessica testified that she knew immediately she was gone, but ran to her begging for her to say something. Oh my God, that's devastating. She immediately thought of Reagan's daughter, Kinley. Where was she? She was too afraid of what she might find, so she called 911. On the 911 call, you can hear Jessica sob. Somebody has murdered my baby. She's dead. There's blood everywhere. Somebody needs to come. Jessica's husband, Marcus, and his best friend, Chris Hughes, arrived soon after. She begged them not to go in. She didn't want them to see what she just saw, what she would never be able to unsee. Marcus went in anyway, and when he came out, he collapsed in the driveway and began having chest pains. Oh, God. The shock and horror was all too much to physically handle, and he was sick. His first thought when he came out of the house was, where's Kinley? But neither he or Jessica wanted to go back in. Marcus's friend Chris volunteered to go in and find their granddaughter. So Chris, the friend, he enters the home and has to step around Reagan's body, trying to avoid the pools of blood before he made his way down the hallway. He went from room to room, calling for Kinley, when finally he found her. Oh no. She was in a bedroom in the back of the house, frightened, sitting under a blanket in her bed. Oh, thank God. I know. It took her a while to recognize the man, but when she did, she stood up on the bed and ran to him. No. He picked her up and grabbed the blanket and put it over her head so she would not see the scene in the living room. Oh my god, dude. I'm so intrigued. What the fuck happened? It's really good that Kinley is still alive in case she saw something. Yeah. I mean, that's not the only reason. It's still good she's alive. You know what I mean? (laughs) She's three years old, too. Oh, she's three. Okay, Mm -hmm. okay. Well. When Chris made his way out of the house, he saw that Jessica was still on the line with dispatchers waiting for help to arrive. And three minutes into the 911 call, you can hear Kinley's voice asking, where's mommy? When police arrived, they entered the home where they found Reagan laying face down on the living room floor with a large amount of blood surrounding her. It was everywhere. The floor, the walls, the furniture, the appliances, 
everywhere. Oh my God. How? Did you know that when you're pregnant, your blood volume increases 45%? Oh shit, that much? Mm-hmm. Whoa. Yeah. Officers learned that Reagan was 34 weeks pregnant and requested EMS to check the status of the baby to see if any life-saving measures could be done. But when they arrived and carefully checked, they saw that her stomach was compressed and that she was no longer carrying the baby. Oh, shit. So did she actually deliver the baby? Nope. It had been cut out of her body. Oh, my fucking God. That is not what I was expecting. (gasps) Holy fuck, dude. Okay. I was going to say I've never heard of this before, but I feel like maybe I have. Mm -hmm. I bet you have. Just like baby snatcher type Mm -hmm. thing. Anyway. When Homer arrived, there was already crime scene tape up around the house, and he had to be physically restrained from entering. Oh, my God. It was heartbreaking. I bet. I can't even, I cannot even fucking imagine, dude. Reagan and Braxlin were honored at a service held outside in a large open pavilion. The pastor called attention to two wind chimes that the church had gifted the family. One large wind chime for Reagan on one end of the pavilion and one smaller wind chime for Braxlin on the opposite side. The pastor recounted that little ones make a lot of noise, but as a parent, it doesn't bother you, much like a wind chime. He pointed out that the little wind chime had been chiming during the entire service. And I found that really Mm. beautiful. Yeah. And I hope that was comforting to Reagan and Braxlin's loved ones. Yeah. The pastor said that he may never hear Braxlin cry or laugh in church, but so long as he hears that chime, he'll know that her spirit lives on. Reagan was described as an amazing wife, an amazing mother, an amazing daughter, and an amazing sister. The day after the murders of Braxlin and Reagan, her mother Jessica posted this on Facebook. I don't have it in me right now to make a long post, but mainly I am begging for prayers without ceasing for our family. Our beautiful daughter, Reagan Hancock, and her precious unborn baby girl, Braxlin, were murdered yesterday by Satan in the flesh. I found her, and Marcus and Chris were on the scene right after me. Our family, friends, and community are rocked to the core. Our Reagan was one of the most precious people you would ever meet. Please, I beg, keep us in your prayers. This is crazy. This is crazy if it wasn't the husband. Like... Who the fuck is this? Like, who the fuck did this shit? That's what I'm about to ask you. So, who would do this? Who would have the gall to come into the Hancock home and brutally murder Reagan and steal her baby from her womb? Yeah. See, my... So, I don't know, because I don't know the specifics about this. And I've heard stories of, like, at least one or two, maybe two, I don't know, of pregnant women being murdered and their babies being taken from them. In fact, I, the one I'm thinking of, I do not think was this one because it happened in an apartment complex. So I don't think I've heard of this one actually. So I'm trying to think like if it's not somebody she knows personally, it has to be some crazy ass that maybe could never have a baby or something. And like followed her home from the store or something one day. I've heard that that happens. Yeah. But, I mean, I don't know. Other than that, I have no idea. She was 21 years old. Oh, my God. Like, she was that young? She was 21. I guess it's like the time and the style. She looked older to me. But, 
Yeah, she's 21. Holy shit, dude. Yeah. Man, so she did have, is it Kenley? I yeah, she had Kenley remember. when she was in high school. Okay. Oh, yeah. Out. Yeah. She wanted to be a nurse. Homer wasn't Kenley's dad, so she yeah. had Kenley with someone from high school and then okay. moved on and met Homer and married him the year before. So they were like in bliss, you know? Yeah. She'd only like, been married a year. Yeah. Pregnant with her second daughter with someone she <laughs> loves. And she was so close to giving birth to her, yeah. too. Oh, my God. Uh, this is so terrible. I hate this. I'm about to tell you who did this. Okay. It may or may not shock you to learn that the person responsible for this barbaric murder was a Facebook friend of Reagan's. <gasps> 27-year-old Taylor Parker, a.k.a. Satan in the flesh. Oh, my God. Her? Yep. What? She looks like a little petite, like... I mean, she's pregnant in this photo, I guess, or maybe she's faking it. I don't know, because... Apparently, she wanted a baby, maybe. I don't know. Okay. I have questions, but I don't want to ruin your thing. (laughs) So, go ahead. So, Taylor and Reagan weren't close, but they were more like social media acquaintances. Yeah. But Taylor, among other things, was an amateur photographer, and she actually photographed Reagan and Homer's wedding the year prior. Oh. So, the photo that... Reagan's mother used in that post was actually a photo that Taylor took. Holy shit. And Taylor also photographed her engagement session. So she was there for all of those like highlights of Reagan's life. Oh my God. This is crazy. So here are some of the photos that Taylor took of the wedding of Reagan and Homer and Kenley. And Reagan actually left a review for Taylor on her company Facebook page, if you can even call it that, because she's not the best photographer. Um, (laughs) Yeah. She wrote... Unfortunately not. She's just the best. Duh. And she recommended her. Taylor and Reagan didn't really talk much outside of the typical Facebook pleasantries. So who is Taylor aside from an amateur photographer and literal Satan? Taylor Parker is a mother of two from Mount Pleasant, Texas. Growing up, she had a reputation for demonstrating attention-seeking behavior. Yep, she's one of those audacious pathological liar types. I know where you're going with this. <laughs> and we, I, we've met one. <laughs> yeah, we, yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you should have been able to guess based on like the hint I gave you. I I didn't know I don't even know why I didn't think I don't know I just it, this took such a different direction than I was expecting because when I think of what you told me about it I was not expecting a murder at all okay. I didn't think it was going to be a murder story yeah. I thought it was going to be something you know like Bell Gibson or whatever yeah it's bigger so, than <laughs> just the murder most of the story yeah. is more than that but like. I told Mallory, I was like, so this person that I'm doing this story on, like, reminds me of someone we know. Someone we've mentioned on the podcast. Someone we have mentioned, yeah. <laughs> who we were friends with that we had to... Stop being friends with. Well, just completely Ghost. run away. Ghost, yeah. <laughs> because we were afraid something like this might happen to us. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Like, I mean, know. but for real, dude. I mean, I don't know. I mean... It sounds rude as fuck to say that, but when somebody gives you 
vibes like that. It's vibes. You have to pay yes. attention. And you're going to learn that in the story. Oh, my God. Ugh. In high school, Taylor would fake illnesses, claim she was pregnant, then promptly suffer a miscarriage. Just anything to get attention. Oh, God. But when Taylor was 17, she got pregnant for real and dropped out of high school and gave birth to a baby girl who she named Emerson. The rain is really coming down now, by the way, guys. Sorry. It's quite spooky. She looks like worlds different in this picture. She looks different in every picture. Really? Like, I feel like she looks different in every picture. Oh, my God. Shortly after her daughter was born, Taylor met a man named Tommy Wakasey. They wasted no time and were married not long after meeting. And in 2013, Taylor gave birth to her second child, a son named Trey. After the birth, Taylor decided she was done having kids and asked her daughter and asked her doctor for a tubal ligation procedure. <laughs> please perform this tubal ligation procedure. Can you just please tuck in there real quick I know and you're only three years old, but can you please? Yes. <laughs> just put your hand in. How do they do that? Do they do it through the fucking vagina or do they Make an incision. I don't know. I'm so curious about that now. I never ever I'll thought it about it. <laughs> How the fuck How do they do a tubal ligation? A tubal ligation done. So while the patient is deep asleep, using general anesthesia, a small incision is made in the abdomen. Okay. And a small telescope is inserted. The tubes slash fallopian tubes are tied <laughs> off and cut apart. And then it's closed. So okay. literally tying your fallopian tubes. Makes sense. I guess that makes total sense because why the hell would you I mean you can't even reach that from inside the vagina so never mind. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> You'd have to go through the cervix into the uterus. Yeah. I'm do a little, I'm an idiot. Okay. Do a little, do a little bunny ear <laughs> situation. Yeah. Yeah. So after she had her son, she had this tubal ligation procedure because she didn't want to have kids anymore. But sometime after the procedure, Taylor suffered an ectopic pregnancy and oh my had God. to be hospitalized. After she got the tubal ligation? I didn't know that was possible. Yeah. That's really scary. Well, I guess, I don't know. Like Holy fuck. I don't know. It is rare, I read. But yeah, like, yeah. She had to be hospitalized. And while they were treating her, Doctors discovered a benign cyst in her uterus, which prompted Taylor to undergo a full hysterectomy. Oh, wow. Which is the removal of the uterus and the cervix. The couple divorced in 2016, and Taylor was more than happy to give up custody of her son to Tommy. The couple divorced in 2016, and Taylor was more than happy to give up custody of her son to Tommy. She was more than happy to do that? Yeah. Which is crazy because I looked at Tommy's Facebook and the son is so adorable. Do you know how old he is today? Well, he was born in 2013, so 10. So 10, yeah. The courts ordered her to pay child support, but of course that wasn't something she was about to do. Oh, God. Immediately after her divorce with Tommy, we're talking 11 days after... Taylor married another man named Hunter Parker. Eleven days? Yes, ma'am. Well, then she's been doing something behind the scenes, apparently. Yep. 
You're correct. Oh, my God. Yep. So she marries another man named Hunter Parker, but Taylor failed to tell Hunter that she was incapable of having children. Oh, God. And he didn't learn this information from Taylor herself. He found out when Taylor was in the hospital for one of her many ailments. He was so hurt that he was seriously considering leaving her. Not because she couldn't have children, but more so because she lied about it. Because, like, they actually were talking about how they both wanted children one day. Like, they literally both wanted children. And she was like, yeah, I can't wait. And she never told him that she had a fucking hysterectomy. Oh, my God. What? That's crazy. Dude, bitch, what What the fuck? What were you planning? Oh, well, uh, okay. I was almost about to say, what were you planning on doing? But I fucking know what she was planning on doing now. Taylor was desperate for Hunter not to leave her, so she threw out the idea of hiring a surrogate so they could start a family together. She told Hunter that he could take out a loan and then her grandmother could transfer some of her inheritance to her so she could pay it off. By the way, would you ever be a surrogate? Maybe. Have you ever thought about that? I kind of have before. I think Jack and James once, our friend, our gay friends asked us once, <sighs> oh, asked yeah. me once. No, or maybe it was Sung. I think it might have. I think you're right. I think it was Sung. I think Sung asked me if I would be a surrogate God, for him, and I was just I like, what happened to him. Yeah. I mean, I know what happened to him, but <laughs> I wonder how he is. I'm going to um, talk to him forever. It's been a while. Honestly, though, like, I think I would want to be in the kid's life too much. I Well, I have never had a child, so that's why I wanted to know your opinion since you have had a child. Yeah. You know, how, like when you're pregnant, I'm sure you still kind of form like some kind of bond with the kid, even yes. though you've never fucking seen them yet. Yeah. It would be hard, I feel like. Oh, my like. God. I feel like it would be really hard to You'd be You'd have a to surrogate. be a certain type of person who knew, like had very strong boundaries and yeah. knew exactly what you wanted out of life and couldn't get attached You'd to that. You'd have to be a very selfless person, too. Also, yeah. I, I'm not that person, <laughs> I don't think. I don't think I could be in that respect because it's literally your flesh and blood. Or I guess it could not be, too. No, if like, it, yeah. If it if it's, like, another couple, they can implant the yeah. fucking... But also you can form attachments to things that aren't your own flesh and well, blood. Well, yeah, because like you're... Adopt, if it, you but adopted it's still the same, I mean, process. Yeah. Uh, I couldn't do it. You're still growing it, man. But I'll tell you how much you can make if you did. What? It's very expensive. So I Googled how much a surrogate typically runs, and Google told me it's about sixty to $80,000. Whoa. Dang. That's crazy. It's a pretty, pretty penner. Man. So Taylor was like, all right, take out a loan. I'll get my grandmother to give me part of my inheritance, and we're going to figure this out. We're going to get a surrogate and, like, have a family. Mm-hmm. Taylor assured Hunter that she'd arranged for someone from the bank by the name of Tim Hightower to personally deliver the money to him. Tim got in touch with Hunter via text to let him know he was on the way and even went as far as to send him a photo of a duffel bag full of cash. But that's weird. Tim never showed up. Tim isn't real. Let me just call it right now. Taylor told Hunter that Tim was involved in a car accident while on the way to deliver the money and that the paramedics who arrived on the scene stole the cash. Sure. 
Dude, this what, totally reminds me of what you don't believe that person. Really? Yeah, no, okay. <laughs> not at all. At this point, Hunter was done. Taylor tried her best to get Hunter to stay with her, going as far as faking seizures so he wouldn't leave her. But he'd had it, and the marriage was officially over in April of 2019. Oh, my God. Yeah. So when I was writing this story, I didn't realize the correlation between Belle Gibson and this story. Like, I didn't know there was going to be any correlation, and now there, there are so many. Yeah. Like with the fake seizures, I I know, yeah, like yeah, yeah, getting pregnant in high school and the fake illnesses, yeah, and like yeah, that is true. There's so many similarities, but that's it's just this type of person. It's so weird. How do people end up like that? I childhoods, I guess. I mean, according, I mean, there was no account. Like, well, I guess Belle like never had a no crappy childhood, and she. Like, there was no record of her having a crappy childhood either. It must be, like, maybe, like, a personality disorder or something. Yeah. Yeah. I guess so. I don't know. Maybe it's, like... Well, no. I'm not going to say that. I'm, I would piss off a lot of people. Never mind. <laughs> maybe she's a Swifty. <laughs> no. I think Swifties are good people. They just need to calm down a little bit. <laughs> okay. So... They get divorced, and it's official in April of 2019. When Taylor's friends asked her about what happened with her and Hunter, she told them that they'd hired a surrogate, and he actually cheated on her with the surrogate. What? Which wasn't true. Taylor was so desperate for a baby at this point that she offered two different friends $100,000 each to carry a baby for her. And thank God, they declined. Oh my God. Lady... You had a baby, and you gave it up. You had two babies. She had her baby in high school. Yeah. And then she had her other baby with Tommy. And she gave up. She didn't want custody of either. I don't understand. I really, I cannot fathom that. I, I, I say this not having a child. How do you give up your child? I don't get it. No, you can't. No. Because I have cats, and I literally can't imagine giving up my cat. So how much more could I not give up my child? <laughs> like, <laughs> I was just going through Tommy's Facebook page looking at pictures of this sweet little boy and knowing knowing that yes. she just didn't care. And she wouldn't even help pay for his life, livelihood. She just didn't care. I have a um, friend from, well, old friend from high school. And I only, like, I've been Facebook friends with her since high school. She had a baby pretty close to after we graduated, and she got married while she was pregnant because coming from a Christian school, you know, you mm. got to fucking get married if you're pregnant with, you ha- you're going to have a child out of wedlock. She got divorced from the guy not long after, and she posted maybe like one picture of the kid on Facebook, like not long after she had the baby and then nothing and she changed her name and everything and it's been oh my god fucking almost 20 years since I graduated from high school I've never seen another picture of that child in my life like just she just has oh my god it's so weird it's so weird 
And it's not one of those things where I think she's like protecting him from the internet, you know, type yeah. of thing. Like, I think she literally just does not have Like she him. just gave him up. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. I don't understand. <sighs> well, you know what? Maybe she did, the, did him a favor for her. Probably. Probably. Which Taylor definitely, definitely That's did true. her kids a favor. That's true. I mean. But I don't know how I you think it's, do that crazy to be able to do that mentally but yeah i think just knowing how insane she is <laughs> that kid is way better off we haven't those seen kids. anything yet you have i'm not. still i have so many questions still that i don't want to ask because i don't want to ruin your story <laughs> <laughs> okay so they divorced she really does look different in every fucking picture yeah this does not look like the last two pictures you've shown me of her. I know. What the hell? Dude, I just remembered. There's two people from high school that did that fucking thing. I remember there's another girl who had a baby. It was a little after, later than the other girl. I remember she. I remember the kid's name and everything, and then just fucking nothing. And I see her, like, post pictures of how she, like, travels the world and all this shit. And there's, like, no evidence of a child anymore. <laughs> and it's been probably ten years since she had that kid now. Oh, God. I'm going to speculate and say they got a divorce. That that girl was not married. So she never... All right. I'm going to speculate and say this person doesn't have custody of her kid. Maybe she still sees them and has a relationship with them. But wants to keep that off of her social media so she can find a new man. She more likely is probably keeping him off of social media. I I do not think she has custody because she, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I could be wrong, but I don't think she has custody of him. (laughs) Anyway, who the fuck is this and what is that hat? They're in Texas. Oh, right. (laughs) All right. Weeks after her divorce from Hunter Parker... Taylor met a new guy, and she met him in the most Texas way I can think of. Oh, my God. At a rodeo. I was about to say one of those places with a mechanical bull, but that's even more. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's like it's what even more the mechanical Texas. bull is. What is a rodeo? You're it's, from Texas, right? Well, my fam- family. half my family is from Texas. I've never been to a rodeo, though, but from what I've seen on TV. Is it where, like, <laughs> the cows go... Yeah, they just like try to fucking ride bunking, them or like fucking broncos. They yeah, it's like they they try to stay on it without falling off, I guess. Oh, like Brent did at the 4th of July party <laughs> at my neighborhood. And Tudor, yeah. <laughs> Wait, did Tudor do it? Yeah, I can't remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Why did they have a mechanical bull there? It's so uh, weird. I don't know. They didn't do that this year. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so she met him at a rodeo. The guy's name was Wade Griffin. Now, Wade Griffin was just a young man in the hog business. He had a lot of different jobs. He did roofing, fencing, and worked with all kinds of livestock, but hogs were his passion. He had ambitions of starting a business, basically buying hogs from people and dispensing them as necessary, whether that be for processing or heart valves. Oh, interesting. I thought, yeah, I thought you I would know, like that. I know, yeah. We, I mean, we don't do pig. We do get pig valves for training our dissectors, but we Maybe don't actually do. Purpose. 
Do they use pig heart valves in people? Yeah, they do. They oh, do. Wow. Mm-hmm. I was like, whoa. But it's it. I mean, because they're so similar to human hearts, they do use them. Very interesting. Yep. But I kind of liked that about Wade. Like he took on this thing, like hogs. Like no one's like, oh, I'm going to be in the hog business. He's right. like making it a thing. He's making it a lucrative business. He's definitely a responsible person. I'll mm-hmm. tell you that. <laughs> so Wade was a hard working country boy. And Taylor fell for him almost immediately. In order to keep him on the hook, she confabulated a business venture. She said her family's property needed to be cleared and fenced and that he could even use all their machinery and equipment to do the job. Taylor mentioned she had family money that she had access to and offered him $50,000. This was an amazing opportunity for Wade, but when it came time to do the job, Taylor told Wade that her family had notified her that the machinery and equipment had been stolen, and without it, the job was kaput. If Taylor's good at one thing, it's getting herself into a relationship at lightning speed, and she did just that with Wade. She was at his place all the time, cooking, cleaning, making herself indispensable. Then, just a couple weeks into seeing Wade, Taylor surprised him with some baby items. (gasps) She told him that she had just found out that she was pregnant. Oh my god. And she was going to be having twins. Bitch, what are you doing? What the fuck? It was a shock. But being the type of guy Wade was, he owned it and was ready to support as needed. Yeah, I bet he was like one of those good old Texas boys. It's like, I'm gonna, let's do this. They were together two, not even together, they were seeing each other two weeks. That's insane. And she's pregnant with twins? She wouldn't have even found out by then. I know. (laughs) She's an idiot. And he's kind of an idiot for believing her. Yes, (laughs) I can agree with you there. It wasn't ideal that this random chick was the mother, but he liked the idea of becoming a father. But before he could even wrap his head around the idea, Taylor confided in Wade that she had lost the babies. Oh my god. Yeah, I was wondering what her plan of action was here. Like how she was gonna acquire two babies. This roller coaster of emotion brought Taylor and Wade closer together, and Taylor began sharing more about herself. The kind of stuff she didn't share with just anyone. She had mentioned family money before, but he didn't know to what extent. Taylor told him that she was an heiress to millions of dollars. The money was part of an inheritance she'd be receiving from her grandfather, and the money came from oil and gas royalties. In addition to the money, she was also due to inherit 800 acres of land. And she wanted to share it all with Wade. She wanted to help him get his business going. This was only a few weeks into knowing Wade, by the way. (laughs) But it was a good news, bad news deal for Wade. Taylor's mother, Shauna Pryor, or as Taylor referred to her as fake Shauna, was the executor of the account, and she did not want her spending that money. She claimed Shauna was harassing and threatening her through an email address called Mandy Boyd. She she called her mom fake Shauna? Yeah. (laughs) What the hell? (laughs) (laughs) So she was using this email address apparently called Mandy Boyd, or as they call it sometimes, Mandy Body. What? (laughs) 
Dude, I don't know. I don't understand. She told Wade that she had learned that Shauna was working with the Mexican mafia and had put a hit out on her so that Taylor would no longer have access to the inheritance. Taylor claimed that her mother had managed to hack into her phone to track her location and had her place under surveillance. This prompted Wade to invite Taylor to move into his cabin in Sims, Texas. This is so far-fetched and bizarre. Yeah. This is crazy. Your mother working with the Mexican mafia? Who would believe this story? Also, who the fuck is the Mexican mafia? Never fucking heard of that. Just cartels. Yeah, the cartel. (laughs) But they don't know the word. I don't know. So I don't think most people would believe this, but Taylor had a story for everything, and she would share full text conversations with her mother, threatening emails, etc. So whenever Wade would ask a question, she always had an answer. She always had some kind of, like, screenshot of a conversation or an email or something to prove what she was saying was right or like true what wade even received a strange email from the mandy boyd account that led him to believe they were being surveilled one day taylor told wade that her mother had been busted by the fbi shauna along with members of the mexican mafia were involved in a shootout and taken into custody where she was later found hanging in her jail cell what none of that was true Okay. <laughs> this is the lady. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just look at her. <laughs> According to Taylor. <laughs> no freaking way, dude. It's so funny. According to Taylor, the whole ordeal got no press due to the confidential nature of the event. And let's just let let's just absorb that for a minute. Like, we already did that. Yeah. We already did that. Yeah. We absorbed. I mean, this is literally the whitest fucking lady you could ever imagine. And I cropped the picture. Beside her was her mother, an old lady. And they're, like, sitting in a theater. (laughs) There's just no way, dude. Can you you imagine? It's like saying one of us did that. Like, And I don't feel comfortable sharing the photo of Shauna Pryor on the Instagram page. Which, by the way, guys, I post... We post... All the photos that we are talking about on the Instagram page, but I don't know if I'll post this one because this is a picture I got off her Facebook. Oh, okay. And she's not a criminal. As far as we know. So I'm not going to post her picture. Yeah, yeah, no. But just FYI, she just looks like a basic white mom. She, She looks like a typical mom. Yeah. I'm not saying basic to be derogatory either. She just looks like your regular mom. She looks like... Rosemary had a baby, and it was the flesh of Satan. If you know what I mean. (laughs) She gave birth to Satan. Yes. (laughs) Whenever Wade started to get a little iffy about Taylor, he would receive a barrage of texts from her family, letting him know how happy they were that he was with her, and that in the event that they got married, there would be lots of land for him to inherit. Wade was just kind of like, cool, bro. It seemed like he was just kind of going along for the ride. He wasn't really into Taylor that much, but the property and the money sounded great, and he was also pretty taken with Taylor's cooking. Now that... (laughs) 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 My God. Well, that makes sense. Yeah. Now that Shauna was out of the picture, Taylor was about to gain access to her inheritance. 
and I don't know why, but I can't say the word inheritance. <laughs> what was the word you couldn't say like a couple episodes ago? Burglar. Burglary. <laughs> Burglary. <laughs> Burglary. <laughs> she urged Wade to go ahead and take out loans and to buy whatever he needed to get his business off the ground. Once the inheritance money came in, she'd make sure the loans were paid off. Wade didn't need much convincing. He bought a brand new $29,000 side-by-side ATV, a new $92,000 heavy-duty pickup <gasps> truck for himself, What? and about 20 head of cattle for some $21,000. Oh my God, I didn't even know an ATV could cost $29,000. I didn't know that a heavy-duty pickup truck could cost $92,000. Me neither, actually. All of it was financed with the expectation that when the issues with the banks and the wire funds were resolved, they would all be paid off. When Wade's family met Taylor, they were immediately taken with her. She seemed like everything a guy would want in a partner. She helped Wade around the house, cooked Mm -hmm. his meals, tended to his livestock while he was at work, and she supported him in his business ventures. That's all you need to be a good wife. Those are all the things that you're looking for in a partner. Just domesticism. Cleaning. (laughs) Supporting. Yep. I would fucking kill Brent if that is what he expected me to do all the time. (laughs) Yeah. I also want to fucking kill him all the time because I clean up after him all the time. But anyway, you have forced labor. I have forced labor, but it's, I totally feel you. God damn it, dude. Bruh. Yeah. Totally understand. Let's just move on because. Oh, oh. you want to know what happened the other day? Yes. Okay. We got in a huge fight on Saturday morning because. All right, I don't know what you do about your laundry, but instead of putting my dirty laundry in a hamper, I put mine in the washer. Yeah. And I let it pile, and then when it's full, I wash it. Yeah. Well, whenever the washer's full and Tudor wants to add to it, he decides he doesn't want to mix his clothes up with the other laundry, and he takes all the dirty clothes out (gasps) of the washer, puts them on the floor, and washes his clothes by themselves. So it's literally like a few socks and some underwear. I have to say, like, you know, we're not always folding the laundry on time. So when I pull the clean clothes out of the dryer, sometimes they're on the floor. So the clean clothes get mixed up with the dirty clothes. Yeah. And then his little fucking socks and underwear are just, like, washing away on a full load level of water. Oh, uh, my God, no. So that happened. And I was, like, trying to pack, because Adrian and Tudor were going to the cabin. And I'm, like, trying to pack Adrian's clothes. And I'm, like, oh, look, all his clothes are clean. And I start picking them up, and they're dirty. And then I look in the washer, and they're it's just two doors, small-ass load of laundry with a fucking heavy load wash going. So I put all the clothes back in, and I, like, restart it, put the soap in. And he's like, do you even know how to do laundry? Do After all these years? Do you know how to do laundry? And I'm just like, what? I was like, get out. <laughs> God, I think if Brent said that to me, lasers would come out of my eyes. My eyes turned completely black. <laughs> and I was just like... <laughs> and I was like, and don't come back. <laughs> I 
did him a favor. I left the clothes he put in there and just added some more, added more detergent and restarted it. And he's like, do you even know how to do laundry? And I was like, oh, he's like, you can't just do that. Now my clothes are going to be not clean enough. And I'm like, dude, I restarted it and added more detergent. He's like, oh, like, can you sit down? Just take a step back, bud. get out. (laughs) Just leave. This is women's work. (laughs) Well, it could be your work if you were smart. I know, I know, I know, I know. It's, oh my God. And he's like, well, the reason I do mine separately is I don't want to separate it from the rest of the laundry. I'm like, dude, I separate the clothes. I fold the clothes. You don't do shit. Yeah. And P.S., your clothes just sit in a hamper. You don't even put them away. <laughs> so what are you talking about? Uh, yeah. What are you talking about, babe? Oh my god, let's just get back to it. Let's. Oh my god, I'm I getting complain. Tri- I'm triggered. I could complain about so much. I could complain for a whole episode. Would you guys like that? <laughs> uh, all the women probably would. They'd be like, "Amen, amen, amen, <laughs> amen." <laughs> Yeah, so they thought that Taylor was a catch because she cleaned, cooked, blah, blah, blah. But Wade's mother, Connie, wasn't so sure. Because she had that motherly instinct. She got a sonar. <laughs> She's got that mother dar. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Mom dar. She'd learned that Taylor had two children but didn't have custody, and that to her was a yes. red flag. But whenever a red flag would pop up, Taylor would redeem herself. How? Taylor had big plans for her inheritance. I hate this word, and I'm, I'm struggling with it every time. You said it perfectly. Okay. Except for the time you said insurance and stuff. <laughs> I wrote insurance. <laughs> oh. <laughs> In December of 2019, she found the perfect property and she was ready to invest. The property was called Pecan Point and ran along the Red River in McCurtain County. It was listed at $4.7 million. What the fuck, dude? Wade was smitten. It would make the perfect hunting property. Oh, God. And Taylor told Wade that he and his family would never need a hunting license again. Taylor truly knew the way to a country boy's heart. Yeah. So Taylor contacted the agent, Rusty Lowe, and told him she was an heir to the Blackburn syrup fortune. (laughs) I've never heard of Blackburn syrup. Okay. I'd never either. But that is why we're drinking this drink tonight, Mallory. (gasps) Maple! Maple syrup. Old-fashioned. So the Blackburn maple syrup... We have a picture of it up here. It's weird that it that the bottle has a picture of biscuits. I know. I'm like, it. do people put maple syrup on biscuits? I've never done that. I kind of want one. Yeah, it kind of sounds good. All I right. love maple everything, dude. When I mm. went to fucking Canada, it was like heaven. I bought like maple everything. So I was in, in the liquor store trying to figure out if I should pair something with this to put in it. And yeah. this guy at the liquor store would not leave me alone. He's like, can I help you? 
<laughs> and P.S. Maud, if you're listening, I went to another liquor store. So I went and got lunch with my friend Maud, who listens Hi, Maud. to the pod, podcast. I know. I, lo- I love Maud. She always says the nicest things. <laughs> so we, like, she's in Chattanooga, and we decided after lunch that we were going to go to Total Wine, because I had to pick up something for the podcast. And she's like, I've never been to Total Wine. And she's from Belgium, so she wanted okay. to see if they had, like, really like any Belgian beers that she couldn't find <laughs> in Tennessee. So anyway, we went there. Mod, I went to another liquor store. Liquor store <laughs> after that. <laughs> this episode is off the rails, dude. Yeah, I thought I should add something else to it to make it like more of a drink, but this old man kept following me around. He's like, what are you trying to find? I'm like, I'm just looking for something that has back off, bitch. Back on. Or maple syrup. Yeah. And he's just like, what? I'm just like, leave me alone. And then he recommended <laughs> this, like, caramel whiskey to go no. into the maple syrup whiskey. And I was what? just like, dude, are you trying to... That seems too much. Trying to, like, make me have alcohol poisoning over here? Probably, yeah. That seems crazy to me. Yeah. Mixing but, two whiskeys? I know. I was like, but the other one's like a bourbon. And he's just like, yeah, it would taste great together. And I was like, dude. No. no. Dude. No, no. I'm sorry. I'm not like... I don't think so. Yeah. This is actually perfect by itself. It's like, perfect by it's itself. It's so good. It's so good. Okay. Anyway. So sorry. <laughs> no, you're good. <laughs> so... Taylor found this property. She offered $3.5 million and would agree to pay $200,000 up front after the contract was signed. While visiting Wade's family for Christmas... The couple surprised the family with the big announcement. They broke the news by giving everyone cards with pecans stuck to them. Everyone was overjoyed, and Taylor told the family that they'd be welcome to hunt there any time. Obviously, the deal wasn't going as smoothly as it sounded like it would. Taylor used the name Taylor Parker Griffin, which was causing all kinds of confusion, and she was having trouble getting the $7 million from her Blackburn syrup money wired into her account. P.S. She's not married to Wade. She's hyphenating her name. Oh, my God. I literally did not even realize that, but you're right. Oh, my God. What? And I wasn't going to say this, but I happened to find an article that was about Wade Griffin and Taylor they call her Taylor Griffin. Really? And they're talking about their hog business, like their hog venture. And it's like a legit article. And they're like, just, it sounds like awesome, but like she goes by Taylor Griffin in the article. Weird. And it's literally like a few weeks after they met. I feel like a good old boy, Wade, would have a problem with that, but. He probably loves it. But honestly, he's not like a huge fan of her anyway. But that's so. Um, so weird. He just loves her cooking. He loves her cooking. He probably thinks she's hot and out of his league because honestly, she probably is looks wise. God. So her using that name was causing all kinds of confusion with the banks and she was having trouble getting the $7 million from her Blackburn syrup money wired into her account. I I mean, really, why would you go and change your name like that when you know like you're about to have to do a huge transaction? And the bank is probably not going to recognize your new fucking name that you just got. Like, <laughs> because she doesn't have seven million dollars of Blackburn syrup money. <laughs> okay. 
right. Okay, but so that Mallory. was why she did that then. Yeah. To say, oh, the bank doesn't recognize my name. I don't. I can't get the money. Right? Is Who that what? No. What are you saying? Okay. I don't know. No, I don't know. Like she just okay. was like pretending like she was his wife. Why? Yeah. I I don't know. Um, why? What the hell? You know how the stupid fuck? people always do stupid things, but they always end up on top somehow. Yes, I do. This is like that kind of situation for me. There are many people at my company who have failed upwards. <laughs> yeah, failed upwards. Yeah. This is the type, this is exactly what's happening here. So she needed that money to verify she had the funds to move forward with the deal. But no worries, though, because she had her oil and gas inheritance to fall back on. But she was still having troubles accessing that money as well. At this point, Taylor had found two additional properties that she had her eye on. The three properties combined totaled $20 million. Yeah, well, you found the properties. What the fuck are you going to do about it? There's no <laughs> way for you to buy them. But she had to verify she had the money. Because that's how real estate works, guys. <laughs> so Taylor told Rusty, the real estate agent, that she was going to contact her uncle Butch, who would front her the money until she got the issues with her inheritance sorted out. FYI... Uncle Butch. Yeah. Texas. <laughs> Uncle Butch. Rusty thought the whole thing was sus. And when the couple <laughs> came to tour the property, he noticed their car didn't necessarily fit the type of person who was about to drop millions on land. Yeah. But he didn't want to pass judgment on them. Taylor also wrote Rusty two checks for $150,000 to go toward their down payment. But she would end up taking them back the next day. What? This was a very odd situation. Usually buyers that go for these kinds of properties have their shit in order. As all of this is going down, Rusty kept receiving calls from Wade asking for updates on the deal, leading Rusty to believe that Taylor wasn't being honest with Wade. Wade seemed to be under the impression that the deal was a go, Taylor was hard at work trying to find new ways to prove she had the funds to purchase this property. She provided him with documents basically verifying the existence of wire transfers totaling $370 million. But the documents were quickly found to be falsified. Oh my god. There was an AOL email at the bottom of the document for a woman by the name of Shelley Lynx. So Rusty emailed her. He also reached out to Taylor's Uncle Butch to try and figure out what the hell was going on. This pissed off Taylor, and she fired off an angry text to Rusty, letting him know that her uncle is a multimillionaire, and she doesn't appreciate him trying to verify that information. <laughs> like, how rude. <laughs> oh my god, I can't believe you'd even second-guess me. I mean, I can't believe you would even need the money for this property. Like, why don't you just, like, give it to me? Yeah. Rusty also received an email back from Shelly Lynx. She told Rusty that this banking information was completely confidential and that she was verifying the availability of the funds and that so long as the seller is paid, there is no need for verification. Which is not true. No. That's not how real estate works, babe. What the hell? So, I guess Rusty was just trying to be accommodating because this led him to believe that the buyers just wanted this deal to be handled discreetly. 
but he still never received any money to get it moving forward. In April of 2020, Taylor informed Rusty that the deal was dead, which meant the commission that Rusty was working for for four months to earn was out the window. I would be so angry, dude. And especially on a sale that big. The commission would have totaled around $1.15 million. I was wondering. Oh my god, dude. Bro, (laughs) what a bitch! (laughs) What a bitch! Taylor told Rusty that she had learned that her mother had lied about everything. Uh Uh-huh, sure. There was no oil and gas royalties, no maple syrup inheritance... (laughs) No Uncle Butch. Oh my god, it just sounded like fucking emphysema just now. Sorry. Taylor claimed that everything and everyone that Rusty was in contact with were made up by her mother, including Shelly Lynx. Uh-huh. So, okay. Let's back up to December of 2019. Okay. Because right now we're in April of 2020. We're going okay. back to December. This was when Taylor first started encountering issues when she was trying to purchase this property. It was around this time that Taylor told Wade that she was pregnant again. Oh, God. You literally tore me uterus. (laughs) I just spit everywhere. God. The news was overwhelming to Wade. He was now saddled with debt and was feeling the pressure. They shared the news with Wade's family and no one was sure what to think. You're about to be fucking disappointed again because I'm sure she's going to be like, it fucking miscarried. Wade's mother just could not shake her bad feeling about Taylor. Wade's mother is a real one. Yep. <laughs> Connie, you hear that? You're Connie, a real one. you're a real one. Run for president, Connie. Yeah. You got that instinct, babe. So Taylor could sense this. And decided to surprise Connie with the exact car that she'd been looking for. Oh, my God. A gray Nissan Altima Platinum. I really hate this this girl. I'm so sorry, but I hate her. This is what I always end up saying when you do stories like this. I'm like, I fucking hate this bitch. (laughs) So she found this car that Connie had been dreaming about trying to find. This rare, exquisite gray Nissan Altima Platinum. And what? Wait, give me just for a second. (laughs) (laughs) I had the same reaction when I, I had the same reaction. I I didn't even register that the first time you said it. A fucking Nissan Altima, but it's a gray one and it's platinum. I mean, I'm sorry, Connie. Dude, you're a real one, like I said, but what? I don't know. Like, I don't, is it rare? I don't, why would you make a rare Altima? Like, (laughs) for the working class. What was it? Did you used to have a Maxima? Yeah. Okay. I mean, can you imagine, like, really wanting a fucking Maxima? Even if it's a rare one? I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know, Connie. Hit us up and let us know what's going Dude. on with the Ultimas here. <laughs> Nissan is a good brand. Hilarious. Come on. I mean, Nissan's great. I used to have a fucking Sentra, but... That's a mo. Okay. <laughs> so Connie was blown away by Taylor's generosity. Maybe she was too hard on Taylor. But only a few weeks later, 
Taylor called Connie and said she needed to drive the car to her place as the dealership needed to pick it up. There was a recall, and the car required some repairs. I'm already exhausted, Ashley. Like, I'm exhausted with this girl. I'm sorry. No, it's... No, I just... Having known people like this in the past, I cannot fucking imagine what Wade's family is going through right now with her. Like, all he has to do is say, fuck off. I know. And she'd go away. I know. But he won't because she does tours for him. He probably thinks she's hot and he's a family man probably. And she keeps saying she's pregnant. Yeah. Out of nowhere. So there was a recall on the car and it needed some repairs. As soon as Connie hung up the phone, she turned to her husband and said something was up. She knew that dealerships just don't pick up cars. She knew in her gut that she'd never see that car again. She waited weeks to hear back from the dealership and finally she decided to call them herself. And that's when she learned that the car was never paid for. (gasps) Oh my god! How did they even... That's probably getting too into the weeds. no idea. Too into the weeds. All right. Taylor had also promised Wade's father that she would build him a new barn after he lost his in a fire. It was clear now that that wasn't going to happen. So again, I'm going to take us a little bit back. We're going back to before Taylor told Wade about her being pregnant. Okay. Um, the first time or the no, second time? No, the second time. The second time. <laughs> okay. So Taylor had become close with a family friend of Wade's named Angela Pate. She'd confide in Angela about her and Wade's relationship issues and how she was afraid that he would leave her. She also told Angela about how after her second child, she had to get a hysterectomy. So you can imagine Angela's surprise when Taylor told her that she thought she may be pregnant. Oh my god, dude. Taylor is... <laughs> She's so stupid! You literally told your friend you had a hysterectomy, and then you're like, hey, I might be pregnant. There's no fucking way, bitch. What the fuck are you what, talking don't about? don't you believe in Jesus? <laughs> but Mary had a fucking uterus, dude. <laughs> but she didn't have sex, Mallory. Maybe it's like just kind of swapped a little bit. You never know. I believe Mary was covering for some shit. Oh, (laughs) shots fired. (laughs) That's my personal opinion. Please don't uh, take offense. Angela told Taylor that she should probably take some more tests to be sure before telling Wade. Angela. Angela, you know she doesn't have a uterus. (laughs) What would you do, Mallory? I would say there's no fucking way. You would? Yes, because how? <laughs> how? No, that that's just fucking crazy. There's no way you can get pregnant without a uterus. There's no Texas way. Texas listeners, is there any way you can get pregnant without a uterus? <laughs> Texas specifically. <laughs> oh my God, dude. What the fuck? This girl must have just been trying to, like, appease her because she she was, like, nudging her. She's probably know, like, just trying maybe, to be polite. Maybe like, you should take some more tests. Yeah. Maybe right. you, maybe you took 
a little too much of your pain medication or something. And like, <laughs> right. You should probably check again before you start telling <laughs> everyone. Like, yeah. You know. Yeah. She took Taylor to pick up pregnancy tests, and while most came out negative, there was one that looked like it maybe could be positive. Oh, Christ. A few days later, Taylor sent Angela confirmation from a doctor that she was pregnant. What does that look like? Was it like a... Did she forge a letter? But Angela noticed that the name of the patient on the document (gasps) was the same name as the nurse. So she confronted Taylor, and Taylor got defensive and said that her mother must have hired a mole to mess with her results. Oh, my God. And this is before her mother killed herself in prison for having a shootout with the FBI. Yeah, this was before Oh, oh, before. Okay, wait. Wait a second. Sorry. (laughs) Yeah, that was before she got in a shootout with the FBI with the Mexican mafia. Yeah, 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 yeah. And before she killed herself. For a second, I thought you meant she really killed herself, but Mm. never mind. So, Angela later received a ridiculous email from the Mandy Boyd email account warning her about (laughs) Taylor and confessing to trying to ruin her life. Oh, wait. (laughs) I'm so sorry. Who do they think Mandy Boyd is? Mandy Boyd is Taylor's mother. That's her, like, email address that she does. But do they think... That her mom's name is Mandy Boyd? I have no idea. You'll have to ask Taylor. (laughs) It's so weird. But they also refer to her as Mandy Body. So I think they read Boyd Uh. wrong and they're calling her Mandy Body because it's like Mandy Boyd or Mandy Body. (laughs) And I'm just like, did they just read it wrong? This is so weird, dude. Yes, right? And I'm just like, what do I say? Is it Mandy Boyd or Mandy Body? The email address is Mandy Boyd. This is so weird. Okay, Okay, so I'm going to read you the email. That. So she thought she was emailing Taylor's mom. No. Angela received this ridiculous oh, email. Sorry. Okay. After right. all this stuff with Taylor, like Taylor Fuck. sent this pregnancy result to Angela and it said the nurse's name was the same as the patient's name. And she's like, oh my God, my mom must have hired a mole to fuck with my results. And now Angela is getting this ridiculous email from Mandy Boyd, the email account, warning her about Taylor and confessing to trying to ruin her life. Oh, my God. And it goes a little something like this. (laughs) Listen, you know nothing about Taylor. Don't try to be a mother figure to her. Uh, What? I I did an amazing job making her look bad. It took time and accurate planning my ever step of the way. She brought you to the bank and made herself look like she was lying to get a check cashed. I had already arranged everything. My helper knew she was coming with you because she called making sure. You wasted your time on her because that check was never good. Let her fail in life. Let her see what it's like to have nothing. I've worked it out perfectly. I've arranged this all so there are cracks, you see. Things won't add up, and she will look even more like a liar. I stole numbers to make her think people were calling and doing things for her, and it was never them. This will never end well for her. No matter what she turns or what she says, there will be a like to fall back on her. Okay, first of all, learn English. 
See, I am going to send her in such a deep of depression, she will probably try to kill herself like she has tried before. But if not then, making Wade leave will do the trick. See, he will have no choice but the leave, because nothing will be true. I've made his family turn on them, from pretending to be people like a dealership that didn't get paid. Does it click now to you people? Just let her fall into a hole and not get out. She will go crazy thinking she did the right thing for a certain reason, but in reality, I made her think that way. She has a way of wanting to protect everyone. Well, that's what got her into this mess. If you want to be her mom, good luck. She is like the child we should have terminated in the beginning because she was the accident I didn't want. Oh my God. <laughs> Maybe you will get the big picture and enjoy the mess. She kings for someone to love her. And when Wade leaves because I've made her out to be a liar, well, she'll come running to you just to watch. Nice website <laughs> in Facebook. Maybe you can pop some sense into her because she has none. <laughs> what the fuck, dude? 100% Taylor, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. She needs to learn how to proofread, mm. first of all. Maybe that's part of her, like, maybe that's part of her plan. I don't know. I mean, maybe. Maybe her mom actually makes typos all the time like that, but I don't know. That was a little too... But this email terrified Angela and her husband. Yeah. It was so real and so chaotic. Angela reported on the stand that they thought it was 100% serious, and they ended up reporting it to the police. Oh, my God. Wade's mother was 99% sure this pregnancy was another lie, and she repeatedly told Wade how she felt. Wade's mom. She Again, got it going on, man. Wade's mom, 2024. Connie. Connie Griffin. Come She's on. She's got that Doppler radar, bitch. It was beginning to cause a lot of problems between them. Connie was so desperate to prove to her son that Taylor was full of shit that she considered hiring a P.I., but she thought better of it. She didn't want to completely destroy their relationship. Taylor went on to announce her pregnancy publicly in March of 2020, just as the world was shutting down due to COVID. So, dude, help me out here. If you had a fucking hysterectomy, wouldn't a couple of people have known about that? And then you post on Facebook that you're pregnant? A bitch, what? <laughs> I you didn't think these people, maybe she went and like, okay. I mean, what? I don't know if everyone on her Facebook knows that she had that. Well, I'm not saying everyone on her Facebook, but like at least a couple of people had to have known. Somebody had to have driven her to the surgery. Well, her ex-husband knew for sure. Well, okay. Maybe he was the one. Yeah, maybe she had like cut ties and was kind of in the... But I don't know like what her Facebook feed, like if she like yeah. had them on there or And not. you can you can block people from posts too, so... Yeah. I mean, maybe she was taking that level of precaution. It just seems crazy, dude, that you... Oh my God, dude. So her and Wade decided to throw a gender reveal party. And Taylor excitedly announced that they're baby wow i don't want to give it away but i guess their baby girl would be due on september 22nd 2020 and her name would be clancy gail griffin they made this announcement again 
in the most Texas way I can think of. How do they do it? I want to know. Did they start the wildfire? Oh. <laughs> oh, my God. So it's a calf, right? That's a, ca- a baby cow. By bringing out a baby heifer with a pink boa around its neck. Can you explain to me her username? I really can't. Her Instagram username, this is Taylor's Mm -hmm. Instagram, Mm -hmm. is Mrs. Taylor Renee Morton. Yeah. She, on social media, her, all of her profiles were Taylor Morton. Who's, is that her maiden name? I think that's her maiden name. Okay, all because right. Because she was Taylor, I I believe Taylor Morton is her maiden name. And then she was Taylor Casey, and then she was Taylor Parker. All right. So I'm assuming Morton sense. is her maiden name. That makes sense. I, I was like, what the, who the fuck is Morton? All right. But, yeah. That is a very Texas way to reveal your baby's gender, by having a calf walk out with a bow of a certain color on its neck. Many people came to the gender reveal still not buying that the pregnancy was legit because that's what you do in Texas. And that's what you do when you're in a family that just does that. (laughs) I'm sure your family would. (laughs) Oh, my God. Actually, you know what? I have not been to a single... Gender reveal family in my party. In my party. In my family. (laughs) (laughs) A gender reveal party in my family. Yes. What did I say? I don't know. You said I have never been to a single gender reveal family in my party. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) God, I think I might have emphysema, man. Emphysema (laughs) or dementia? I just see both. Dude, I'm going to be in diapers in the next 10 years, dude. Yeah, same. It'll be over. Will you change me? If you change me, (laughs) bitch. (laughs) Okay. So many people came to the gender reveal still not buying that the pregnancy was legit. But they attended in support of Wade. Friends of Wade say it was obvious to everyone that he was not happy about having a baby with Taylor. The relationship was completely one-sided. Many felt like Taylor was trying to buy his affection. But with nothing ever coming to fruition, the debt and stress were taking a toll on Wade. Taylor texted Wade, quote, I want you to take into consideration on my part. You haven't touched me, kissed me, or anything in over a month. It's lonely, and that's something I need in our relationship. You used to do it, so I'd like it back. Wade's response? I'll pass. Bro. I would commit a suicide on myself. I would die. I would die. I would die. Oh my God, dude. Wade said denied. He's like, I'll pass, man. Yeah. I I would not do that. I would just, I I would shed a tear. Yeah, me too. Actually, maybe I would applaud. (laughs) <laughs> you know what? Fucking good on you, man. Good on you. Maybe I'll pass as well. <laughs> you know what? I think I'll pass too. <laughs> when Wade testified in court, he said, quote, guess I'm just not a very affectionate, hands-on kind of guy, I guess you would say. 
Plus, all the financial issues, all these fake people texting me, promising me, promising me that, and just constantly letting me down, I just wasn't attracted. To the point where I was thinking, this has got to be a trap. Yeah. With the COVID restrictions at the time, Wade was not able to go into the doctor's office with Taylor for her appointments. And with HIPAA laws... (sighs) He could not request any information regarding her pregnancy status. Oh, my God. So she was living in the golden era for her fucking type of behavior. I was also living in this era when I was pregnant. Yeah, but you weren't fucking lying about being pregnant. But it was awful. I mean... But she's living the dream. But, yes, it's perfect for her, not for you. (laughs) So, yeah, the HIPAA laws and everything, he could not request any information regarding her pregnancy status... And so Wade was completely at the mercy of Taylor's updates. She could feel the doubt surrounding her pregnancy. She could feel people losing faith in what she said, and Wade had seemed to be completely disinterested in her. So she started posting every pregnancy-related thing she could think of on her social media in the hope that she would get the attention she desperately craved. And with that... We're going to take a break. I have to pee, guys. See you in a sec. Bye. Bye. She posted constant bump dates, ultrasounds, test results, and prayer requests. And bump pictures. That's what bump dates are. Oh, I'm sorry. I don't know what them. I didn't know that's what that meant. Bump dates. What? But how she actually looks pregnant. Yeah, so I have some images up for Mallory of Taylor. And she doesn't look fat. Various states of her pregnancy from June to August. I don't understand. How did she do that? Did she get a fake, like, belly or something? You know... I mean, I guess she could have. I wouldn't put it past her. And I'm just going to go to the next slide. These are some of the updates she would post. Why don't you read these to us? Okay, all right. These are just like some Facebook posts that Taylor posted. It's so weird that Taylor... So on her Facebook, it's still Taylor Morton. Mm -hmm. Anyway... So, I've got one here that says, Prayers needed for Clancy, Gale, and me today. Lots of doctor appointments and scans. And then another one, just seven days later, says, Our sweet girl is measuring two pounds and two ounces today. She is definitely handling everything like a champ. Her measurements came back good. Heartbeat running slower than her normal since they have put mama on a heart pill. What? I didn't understand that either. I thought it was just like, I'm not, I don't know. She's just trying to add flourish to her stories. Yeah. (laughs) She's trying to make it more believable. I think. Yeah. That's total bullshit. It says, we are scheduled for our full 3D ultrasound July 30th. And after seeing this sweet face today, I can not wait. And then she has in quotes, she is tiny but fierce. Oh my god, fuck off with that. I hate that so much. Fuck off with that shit, dude. And then same day, it says, okay, I am making my baby registry wish list. 
As of today, at OB appointment, I was informed there will be no way for me to have Clancy vaginal, like original planned. <laughs> she said original planned. It's supposed to be originally. I have too many health risks. Risk. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Dude, learn English. I think she this may be Mandy Boyd. Fucking Mandy Boyd. Mandy body cannot speak English very well. So we will be having a C-section. My last two were natural babies, so this is new to me. Can any of the C-sec mamas lend me any advice to what I need, what helped you along, or what you didn't have, you wished you would have? (laughs) God, I'm so sorry. The grammar is just horrible. It's, It's hard. It's very bad. And then there's a screenshot of their baby registry... Yeah, so I'm pretty sure she's Mandy Body, and she needs to learn English a little bit more. Also, she needs to figure out how to not fuck. Okay, hang on. <laughs> who the fuck is this? What? <laughs> Whose baby is that? She posted a picture of a 3D scan. Well, okay. First of all, she said her 3D scan was July 30th, and it was July 9th when she posted this, and there's a 3D scan of a fucking baby in the post. (laughs) Whose baby is that? Dude, I did not even realize that until now. Whose fucking baby is that? Also, why did it take me so long to realize? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) I love that. I'm not going to answer your questions. That was crazy. That was crazy realization. (laughs) For those who didn't know the couple, you would think they were happy as can be. Taylor posted these maternity pictures about a month before she was due. In the photos, her and Wade are posing in the classic maternity shoot pose. Wade stood behind Taylor with his hands on her belly. His look was complete with a cowboy hat and a gun on his belt. And Taylor wore a pink floral kimono over a white flowy dress. We can't ignore the art direction on the photo on the right, though. They took the Texas Rancher theme to a whole nother level. And Mallory, please explain. Oh, I, gladly. Okay. So, I don't even know what this setup is here. And why are there red clouds in the background? Mallory. Dude, what is happening? So... Is he branding that cat? That cat. That <laughs> is he branding that cow? Do you need me to explain this to you? I mean, I guess, because I just don't really know what's... I mean, it so, seems like he's branding the cow. Wade has a cattle prod and is posing like he's poking a bull. And pink smoke is floating all around. Yeah, what is that? Signifying a baby girl. Okay. And Taylor is pregnant. Because they're in Texas and he's like fucking... Okay, this cow is like 
in a weird little containment thing. It's like a weird cage. It's like not big enough for another cow. There is literally only room for one cow in that. I mean, I'm assuming that's a cattle prod. I don't know. Is it a brand? I well, now that you told me it's pink smoke from it's like, pink smoke to signify being a girl, yeah. then I don't think it. Maybe that's what they were trying to go for. It's not like actually heated up, and they were like branding the cow, and that's the like smoke. I think coming it's off. just like them being like, "Oh, this is our thing. We're like cattle farmers, and we're posing for our maternity shoe, and it's a girl." I think that's it. By the way, her belly, I think, is too low (laughs) to be pregnant. (laughs) Well. And I'm saying that because I know she's not pregnant. (laughs) But if you didn't know that, would you think she was? I don't think I'd question it, no. You know what? I don't think I would. In the photos, Taylor looks legit pregnant. And the reason... She still looks like an entirely different person. Yeah. In these pictures. I don't Every get single it. time. I do not get it. The reason why she looks pregnant was she was purchasing fake pregnancy bellies on a website. I knew it. That hurt. That hurt my hand. On a website called fakeababy.com. But how was she pulling it over on him? He doesn't want to touch her. Okay, He's I guess just not really... a hands-on kind of guy, and he is in debt. He can't be doing that. Also, in court, he said, like, she would be like, oh, she's moving, she's moving, and he'd put his hand on the belly, and it would stop moving, and he, like, believed it. It felt real to him. But, in fact, it was a fake belly that she purchased on fakeababy.com. In fact... She had just purchased a brand spanking new belly for this photo shoot. Wow. And before we move on, I just wanted to point out this post. In this post, you can see Wade acknowledging that people think their pregnancy is fake. So I'm not sure exactly what the post is, but the screenshot shows that Wade is commenting and he's saying to a woman named Sierra, I'm glad you're willing to make something for us. Everyone else thinks we are faking a whole damn pregnancy. Laughing face emoji. With the little one that's not even here yet, some people I once called friends are going to look so stupid in the weeks to come. And then Taylor says, couldn't have said it any better than that. And then the woman that they were talking to, Sierra, says, all you can do is pray for stupidity, but you are so right. I feel really bad for Wade. He's making an ass out of himself unintentionally right now because Taylor... He doesn't even like her. Why is he with her? He doesn't even like her. I just don't... Maybe I just can't comprehend that, like, a couple would not, like... Maybe it's actually making me feel better about my own relationship. (laughs) (laughs) Yay! (laughs) Like, there's no way I could pull that over on Brent. Like, no way. I think I could pull it over on Tudor. (laughs) (laughs) 
Not that I want to. Now we're in September, the month that Taylor was due with Clancy Gale. Family and friends nervously awaited what would happen next. Best case scenario, she'd fess up and Wade would move on with his life. Worst case, she'd fake another miscarriage. Yeah. When Taylor's ex-husband heard that Taylor was faking a pregnancy, he decided he had to text Wade to let him know what was up. Oh, how to use the number? <laughs> Small town text. I don't Probably, know. yeah. <laughs> he texted Wade from an anonymous number and said, quote, It's funny how Taylor is pregnant, but every hospital with a 60-mile radius is watching for her because they're scared she's going to come in and steal a baby because there's no <gasps> possible way she's pregnant. And they all know that because they got all the hospital records, end quote. Oh, my God. So she actually kind of had a reputation. Well, I mean, she was going to the doctor's appointments and they couldn't really say shit. Four days later, on September 15th, Tommy, Taylor's ex-husband, again texted Wade, quote, I'm reaching out to you because I feel like it's the ethical thing to do. In 2015, Taylor had a hysterectomy. She isn't pregnant. She can't get pregnant. She's a con artist and is lying to keep you around. I'm sure you haven't been to one doctor appointment with her for whatever reason. Tommy went on to tell Wade that the two sonograms Taylor had been sharing on social media were faked with one being a scan from her pregnancy with her daughter with her name in the name of the clinic cut off. Well, obviously, there was a fucking 3D scan in the post where she said, oh, we're going to get our 3D scan in a few weeks or whatever whatever time frame it was. Like, obviously. <laughs> I thought the same thing and I was just like, okay. Dude, she has no... It's crazy because she's had kids before. So, like, she would know that the picture she's fucking posting is a 3d scan i guess she thinks no one's like really paying attention then she's a really fucking lazy liar well she's gotten this far so tommy texted yet again quote i don't do drama not at all but because i know for a fact that she isn't pregnant and is running out of time i had to reach out please be careful She has lied about so much for so long. She has herself in so deep she can't get out. I'm concerned how far she might go with this. All hospitals are high alert because she may go to the extent of stealing a child. Is that true? Like, that's kind of crazy that he's saying that now before she actually did do that. Like, how... There were so many people in her life that knew about this hysterectomy and... She had been to doctors. She had been to OB appointments. They knew. So Did she I, go to OB appointments yes. after she had a hysterectomy? Yes. So they couldn't do anything well, except, like, fire her as a patient, I guess. But, like, yeah. all these people were seeing this happening and, like, I guess reporting it. Mm-hmm. And just, I don't know. God, this is so crazy. I'm appalled. That this girl just thought she'd get away with this shit after having a hysterectomy. Do you know what Wade did? What did Wade do? Wade screenshotted these texts 
and sent them to Taylor. And she so how was did she fucking explained it away. She was infuriated. Yeah. Well, he thought it was just like a fucking prank. And she was so fucking pissed. And she told Wade that Tommy was just trying to ruin her life. That this was her ex-husband Tommy. That's and a he convenient excuse. Was just trying to ruin her life. Yeah, I'm sure. So this is a pivotal point in the story. But if you were Wade, would you really like if somebody told you specifically that she had had a hysterectomy, like I feel like I would believe that because that's so specific. Like Yes. I would totally. be like, oh my God. Like, and that's oh my the God. weird thing about this story. Like, what the fuck happened? So many people don't believe it. So why is this happening? Yeah. I, why? Oh, my God. So he sent these texts to Taylor. Blah, blah, blah. She's pissed. Says that he's trying to ruin her life. This, like, changes everything. Pivotal moment in the story. The due date was nearing. Everyone thinks the pregnancy is fake. Now Taylor's ex-husband is messaging her boyfriend, trying to fuck things up for her. To Taylor, the only way out of this was to produce a baby. Well, because she waited so long, she can't blame it on a miscarriage now. It's too late. Yeah. So she had to. Otherwise, she'd lose Wade and her life would be over because... Everyone on her Facebook knows everything that's going on. Yeah. And if she doesn't have a baby, Wade's gone. Her life would be over. A search warrant of Taylor's computer shows that on the same day that Wade sent those screenshots, Taylor began feverishly searching everything from vaginal to C-section births, the requirements to become a midwife, how to register a home birth, how to perform a C-section, etc. She also started searching different pregnancy clinics and women's centers. She staked out multiple pregnancy-related locations between September 15th and October 9th. So now, it's September 22nd, Taylor's due date, and to the shock of many, Taylor did not give birth to a baby. (laughs) Wow! But Taylor had a plan. On this day, she started taking action to put the plan into action. Wow. She started taking terrible action to, to put, put the, the plan, plan into action. action. <laughs> Look, we're not going to cut that. That's exactly what she did. <laughs> Good. Taylor had a scheduled OB appointment on September 30th. But when she got there, she started crying hysterically, saying that she had to reschedule. She told the staff that her husband was in the military and had just been killed. Oh, my God. Her mother had just canceled on her. Okay. First of all, how did she get an OB appointment that would, like, has she been going to the same OB the whole time? Like, there's no way. This had to have been a new OB. I don't know. There's no fucking way. Because she wasn't pregnant. I don't know how that works, and I don't how know. How the fuck did she pull that off? I don't get it. I don't know. In an attempt to cheer her up, they offered her a sonogram, but she declined and rescheduled her appointment for the next day. The staff watched her leave, and she just sat outside on a bench, just 
staring at the women going in and out of the clinic. They thought the whole situation was extremely bizarre. Plus, if you're pregnant and someone offers you a sonogram... I was about to fucking say... You're not going to turn that shit down. No, you're not. Especially if you're upset. You want to see your baby. I want to know what her excuse was. Like, what did she say to them to be like, no, I don't want a sonogram. I don't think so. She she just was like, I want to just reschedule for tomorrow. She was like, I just need to reschedule. Oh, maybe she just like put it on. Yeah, yeah, She's like, I'm just too upset. My husband just died. He's in the military. (laughs) My mom rescheduled on me. She can't come. Like, October 5th, still no baby. Wait, wait, her due date was the last week in September. It was right? September twenty second. <laughs> I don't think the baby can bake for too much longer. <laughs> it's got crust. Yeah. <laughs> so still no baby, October fifth. But there was a fire at Wade's cabin. And it knocked out the power and the water. Wade had someone come in and investigate the cause. And it was determined that the fire was intentional. Was this his main residence or like a... Yeah, it was his his cabin that he lived in with Taylor. Okay. So the cause of the fire, it was determined that it was an intentional fire that was caused by a lighter. Mm, Taylor! Really? You really think it might be Taylor? Yeah. So Wade and Taylor decided to go to his mom's so they could shower due to the water and power outage. While Wade was in the shower, Taylor chatted with Connie and told her that today was her induction date. But the craziest thing happened. There was a bomb threat at the hospital. No, there wasn't. And over 100 people had to evacuate. No. Mallory, I know you're having a good time, but this is true. Did she call in a fucking bomb threat? Yeah, Mallory, she did. Oh, my God. I thought she just lied about there being a bomb threat. She fucking called in a bomb threat? She did. (laughs) And over 100 people had to evacuate. All inductions and procedures were canceled until they got the all clear. Connie, being the bad bitch she is, and the future president of the United States... Let's go, Connie. ...said, I'm sure you were the one that (gasps) called the bomb threat. No! She said that to her? She was done. Oh, my God. Connie, fucking W, Connie. I love you. And she wasn't wrong. When Taylor got in the shower, Connie confronted Wade. They got into a huge fight. Wade had been off work for FMLA, and Connie was worried that he'd be fired when his job found out there was no baby. (laughs) Yeah. She advised him to go back to work, and if there was any news, he would hear about it. At this point, everyone knew about the hysterectomy, and she tried telling him again that Taylor was not pregnant. But Wade did not take this well. And when Taylor got out of the shower, they stormed out. At this point, Taylor took notice of a Facebook friend that was getting close to having her second daughter. She decided to reach out and see how her pregnancy was going and to arrange to bring her a baby gift. Mm -hmm. That friend was Reagan Hancock. (laughs) 
Reagan was happy to hear from Taylor. Taylor had taken her engagement and wedding photos and invited her over to her house to hang out. Oh my god, I totally forgot she was a photographer. She's not a photographer. Well, <laughs> she's a wannabe photographer. Satan. Of Satan. <laughs> Satan in the flesh. Satan in the flesh. Taylor arrived with a gift and the two went to Starbucks. Reagan's husband, Homer, recalls hearing that Taylor Parker was coming over. He knew them as casual acquaintances. That night, he went to bed early, but could hear the two women in Braxland's nursery. He heard Taylor talking about how she wanted to help Reagan decorate. He didn't know what time Taylor left, but she ended up leaving around 10 p.m. Taylor later posted about it on Facebook. She said... So glad I got to see you today. I missed you bunches. Also, thank you for the sweet gift in Starbucks. Heart eyes emoji, purple heart. And Taylor responds, You are so welcome. Glad you got your gift. Can't wait to see her in them. We need more girl days like today. Heart. And Reagan responds, Yes, we do. Heart and heart eye emoji. Still says Taylor Morton, by the way. Yeah, that's just her social media. This is scary. Like, this is... This combined with, like, my job. Uh, fucking deal with life sometimes. I'm like, <laughs> I'm gonna just die. Or someone's gonna kill me. Or I'm gonna get in a freak accident. Like... <laughs> been having bad dreams lately that have been really realistic oh no that's really bad and my mom i'm sure she'll be like oh it's because you're researching these stories you should probably stop no literally we've been doing this for years yeah we're just now it's like, not the cause of it no, no. literally no. i had a fucking nightmare that ruined me for like two days because i saw a scary face on youtube like, it's really? not, yes. It's not, it doesn't have to do, like, yeah. Uh, there was no reason for the bad dreams. I've just been having them. I think it's anxiety and also stress. Yeah. But it has nothing to do with this. Okay. We ready to continue? Yeah. You guys are going to have to bear with me here. I know this has been very confusing. Do you think? I don't think it's been confusing. I just feel like I still need answers to what happened to Braxlin. Okay. So we're going back to September 22nd, mm -hmm. Taylor's supposed due date. Taylor had hatched a plan on how to get Wade out of the house. She called the owner of a ranch in Wynwood, Oklahoma, a man named Scott Robinson. Scott buys hogs for clients to hunt and shoot on his land. What? So Taylor... It's wild to me that that's yeah. a thing. <laughs> oh my God. Well, after the Murdoch case, really? I mean, my I like fucking family in Texas does that shit, but it's just like, I, I can't, I would never fucking do that. Like, I, I don't know. cannot, cannot. I just I don't want to kill animals. <laughs> so this man, Scott Robinson, he buys hogs for clients to hunt and shoot on his land. 
And Taylor introduced herself as Taylor Griffin and made Scott an offer for 150 hogs. The two start to negotiate, but then he started getting a weird feeling. When he asked Taylor if she had the licensing to transport the hogs, she didn't know what he was talking about, and she wanted the money up front. And that was a red flag and led him to believe that this was some sort of scam. So he politely declined and hung up. Five days later, Taylor texts Scott apologizing for the confusion and explains that she got the licensing straightened out. But Scott still wasn't interested. So this was a predicament, but nothing she couldn't figure out. Taylor decided she could fabricate a deal. So she texted Wade from one of her bogus numbers, pretending to be Scott. She told him that she wanted 150 hogs and was willing to pay $6,100. He just needed them the morning of October 9th. $6,100? hmm I mean, I don't know the going rate for a hog, but... <laughs> Seems like cheap, almost. <laughs> so... It was easy money for Wade, and he just needed to drive the four hours to Wynwood, Oklahoma, and drop off the hogs. The deal was set, and Wade set out to get the hogs for the trade. How many hogs? 150. How do you transport that many hogs? In a trailer. Many trailers, I feel like. 150? trailer with jam-packed with hogs. I hope not, but you're probably right. October 9th was Taylor's rescheduled induction date. Rescheduled induction date! I just... (laughs) Wade left the house with his trailer full of hogs around 3 a.m. to make the trek to Wynwood. The plan they discussed was that Taylor would head to the hospital for the induction Mm -hmm. as Wade made his way back from dropping off the hogs. Okay. He's not going to be there. Great. She's going to say it was a stillbirth. At 6.46 a.m., surveillance cameras show Taylor getting $10 of gas at a local Easy Mart. From there, she swings by a McDonald's to get some breakfast. At 7.45 a.m., Wade arrives at the ranch with the 150 hogs and takes Scott by complete surprise. Because she fucking fabricated the whole deal and he said no, remember? Oh, My fucking God. So Scott is frustrated and he wasn't expecting anyone. And here this guy is like asking him for $6,100. Yeah, what the fuck? Wade shows him the text (laughs) and immediately Scott recognized the name Griffin. The woman that had called him a few weeks ago was Taylor Griffin. Holy fuck, dude. By this time, it was starting to get hot, and Wade is out there with his trailer and the hogs, and the two men decide to just, like, strike a deal, and Scott ends up giving Wade $2,500 for the hogs. So he's just like, fine, let me just Like, I'll get, take these, fucking just... get out of here. Like, you drove four hours. Like, <laughs> this is weird. I don't know what's happening. Oh, my God, poor Scott, dude. (laughs) No, poor Wade. He is, like, so confused. Poor Wade, too, also. You're right. Scott got a deal. Scott did get a deal, but (laughs) it's just so weird. Like, 
So Wade gets back in his truck and makes his way back home feeling like super confused. Like we had a deal. Like what's going on? Yeah. What is this? Did Taylor like lie about something? <laughs> yep. <laughs> she sure did. Meanwhile, at 9.37 a.m., Taylor gave birth to a fart. <laughs> this is serious now. Okay, okay, so I'm so sorry. <laughs> Meanwhile, at 9.37 a.m., a state trooper spots a dark Toyota Corolla speeding and driving erratically. The trooper followed the driver, eventually pulling them over. When they approached the car... When they approached the car, they were met with an unexpected sight. What? The woman in the driver's seat was hysterical, covered in blood, and was attempting infant CPR on the newborn baby in her lap. Oh my god! The baby was still attached to the umbilical cord, and the cord was coming from the woman's blood-drenched yoga pants. I'm so, I'm so confused. Okay, go ahead. Taylor Parker told the officer that she had just given birth and was trying to get to her doctor in Idabel, Oklahoma. She insisted she had to see her doctor and refused to go to the nearest hospital. She had dried blood on her face, hands, legs, and feet. And when she got out of the car, the officer noticed that the driver's seat was absent of blood. (laughs) So the officer took note of that, but the first priority was getting Taylor and the baby the help they needed. The situation didn't look good. An off-duty nurse that happened to be passing the scene stopped to assist in CPR and said they needed to cut Taylor's yoga pants off. While doing so, the placenta fell onto the floorboard of the car. She had the placenta too? In her pants. Obviously, they could tell when they cut her fucking yoga pants off that she hadn't fucking just given birth. Her vagina was probably just, like, tight as fuck as ever. I don't know if they were, like, looking that closely at her vagina. But it would have been obvious. I mean, I don't know if they've ever gone through this kind of situation. And I think it was just kind of, like, an emergency. I mean, yeah. I'm sure they were just focused on the baby, but, like... I mean, if you just gave birth to a... Ch- I mean, I, and again, I've, I'm saying this having not given birth to a child, that I feel like they would have been able to tell that her fucking shit was fucked up from having a child. Yeah. And that the umbilical cord was not actually connected to her. Mm-hmm. Well, it's connected to the placenta. The, the umbilical cord. The umbilical cord is connected to the baby and to the placenta. Okay. So, genuinely, I did not know that. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't really know where the umbilical cord went. (laughs) Okay. I was like, what? Wait, now let me just so double check that. Now is the <laughs> umbilical cord. <laughs> You've had a baby? 
I know it's probably you're probably just like what the fuck I just want to make sure the umbilical cord is the vital connection between the fetus and the placenta. Yes. Okay. 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 I was just making sure. <laughs> I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What am I dumb? Yeah. <laughs> and I'm sure when you actually gave birth, you it was just like a whirlwind. Well, no, like I wanted to see, and my doctor was just like, sit back, like lay down, stop they touching. Didn't let you see? No, I was like, like trying to get up, and they're just like lay down. And I was, I was why? Like, oh, and I was like, because she was like fucking, I, she cut me open. She yeah. was like stitching it up. And she was like, you need to just like be still, be still. Ugh. And I was just like, I want to see this cord right now. I need to sit. Yeah. And she's like, no. Because no. you have, you like give birth to the placenta later than the baby, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. I don't know. Because I was like on an epidural and like it all happened so fast. But yeah. 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 I don't know. It was like so fast. It'd be cool to do it again. I'm scared to do it once. No, so. no, no, no. Don't be scared. Don't be scared. I am terrified. Look, <laughs> look at all the women in the world. I know. That's true. What pussies? Literally almost all of them. My own mother, who I feel like is kind of a wimp, had a natural birth. So. Whoa. With Abby. I wanted yeah. to have an app. A natural birth, but it was impossible. Yeah, I oh god, I don't think I could do that. I well, you know, if you the thing is, if you're gonna have a natural birth, it has to go well. If it's not gonna go well, yeah. you're fucked. Like, what if they have to cut you open? What if they have to fucking cut you open like they did me? They had to cut me open. <sighs> well, you're gonna rip either way, I feel like, right? It's better than being cut. <sighs> and I'm like on the fence, like. I almost would rather just, like, say, hey, let me have a C-section, but then the recovery is fucking hell, I no, feel like, from a C-section. No, it's so easy. Just, like, do a fucking vaginal birth and get an epidural. Yeah. You'll recover. That is if the epidural goes well, because I've read some people on Reddit where it didn't fucking take. Yeah, yeah I've heard that, too. It's, it's just, like, oh, you never know, but don't crushed. be scared, because no fear. An off-duty nurse that happened to be passing the scene stopped to assist in CPR and said they needed to cut Taylor's yoga pants off. While doing so, the placenta fell out onto the floorboard of the car. She was given some pajama pants that were found in her trunk, and when the ambulance arrived, Taylor and the newborn were rushed to the hospital in Idabel, Oklahoma. I just don't understand how they didn't realize she did not... Her vagina was not split the fuck open. Mallory, from... they're not looking at her vagina. I guess, but I feel like somebody would have rec- somebody would have looked at it. Somebody, because there's like several people involved here. Like, mm. I don't know. I just, oh god. Well, first of all, it was the cop and the random nurse and the nurse. Everyone's yeah. worried about the baby. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. Like they're just yeah. trying to get the baby to be stable. Yeah. So paramedics worked desperately on the newborn, trying to get her breathing again. At one point, they managed to regain a heartbeat, and it gave them all a flicker of hope. Maybe the baby would make it. When they arrived at the hospital, they put the newborn on life support, while Taylor was taken to another area of the hospital to be examined. 
former McCurtain County Memorial Hospital Director of Admissions, Brooke McGee, testified that Parker listed herself as the baby's mother when she filled out the admission forms and Wade Griffin as the baby's father. She wrote on the form that her last period was in December 2019 and even indicated she intended to breastfeed. She put the child's name as Clancy Gale Griffin and checked the box giving the hospital permission to send birth data to the Oklahoma State Department of Health Registries. While at the hospital, Taylor was adamant about not having an exam. The nurses explained that with the amount of blood they saw, they were worried that she may be hemorrhaging. Eventually, Taylor allows the hospital staff to examine her. They immediately noticed during the fundal massage that she didn't feel like someone who had just given birth. When they checked her vaginally, they immediately realized that she didn't have a cervix and there was no vaginal bleeding. They take a blood test and there is no HCG in her blood. They even performed an ultrasound. Yet, Taylor still insists that she had a baby. Triggered beyond recognition. I cannot, <laughs> I cannot handle this. She is so stupid. True oh, that. My, True that. Like, how could you even have the guts to go through with I this? I know. She has the guts all the time. All the time. Knowing. Too many guts. That they would have recognized. And she's lucky they did not recognize immediately that she did not just have this child. No. Had they not been focused on the baby in the emergency? Like. No, they were like, the baby was in a separate area of the hospital. And this is just like focused on Taylor right now. The well, baby yeah. Is- but I mean, like originally, like when she first called 911 or whatever. Oh, yeah. At 1 p.m., all local police were notified of a murder and kidnapped baby, and all local hospitals were alerted. The news made its way to McCurtain County Memorial Hospital, and they could confirm that a woman had come in under suspicious circumstances. Damn. At 1.22 p.m., the baby, otherwise known as Braxlin Sage Hancock, was taken off life support and pronounced <gasps> dead. No. Doctors said that the baby was viable and would have survived, but suffered due to lack of oxygen. She was 7 pounds and 18.75 inches long. The Oklahoma State Bureau of Investigation were called to the hospital to interview Taylor. She continued to claim she had given birth to the baby. (laughs) The bitch! You don't have a uterus! Everyone knows! So... I want to play a little bit of the body cam footage of Taylor's interview in the hospital. Oh, oh, okay. And this is, I feel like this footage is pretty famous. It's been all over TikTok. Did you do something wrong for them bringing me over here? What did you have? Did you have a boy or a girl? A girl. A girl. Okay. Do you have a name? Clancy Gale. Clancy Gale. That's a nice name. It is a nice name. I have two. How old? Emerson's 10 and Trey's 6. Um, I'm just going to be up front with you. I've been talking to the DA down in uh, Bowie County, and they've been working on a case down there. And we know that you had a hysterectomy some time back, and that 
you claim to be pregnant for a while, but if you really weren't. So we're trying to figure out where this baby came from. But you didn't get birth this morning. What do you, what do you mean? So I just said, you didn't get birth this morning. And we want to know where this baby came from. So what happened? I just told y'all what happened. Okay. What's the doctor going to find when he comes in and checks you? Is he going to find you just gave birth? Uh, they can tell. When he looks, he can tell in about a second if you gave birth or not. Okay. Hey, <clears throat> I found a woman this morning on the side of the and her baby had been removed from her body. And then you show up with a baby. And information is, you've had it miscorrected. There's no way you could have been pregnant. Even though you've been telling people for a while you've been pregnant. That there's no way you could have been pregnant. And I didn't hurt anybody on the side of the road. Well, I'm not saying it did. I'm just saying that there's a, there's a woman that had her baby removed from her body. Her body's found on the side of the road. I didn't say you did. I just want to know what happened, where this baby came from. Who is the lady? Do you know who she is? I don't know what lady you're talking about. Okay. A few moments later, the doctor conducts a physical examination. The results prove that Taylor is, in fact, being deceitful. So, it surely doesn't look like a baby came out of there. Uh, it doesn't look like she had a baby. It doesn't? No. Okay. does not look like she had a baby. Although the authorities anticipated the doctor's findings, they're shocked nonetheless. And they have only scratched the surface, considering the other revelations that will soon come. Essentially what we have is we have a dead woman down in Texas. And you took the baby out of her. which caused her to die. And my question is... Is Taylor a cold-blooded murderer, or is it something else? I mean, sometimes people have, you know, they go through depression and, uh, you know, some mental issues and things. Causes things, causes good people to make bad choices, right? And that's kind of where I'm here at today. I knew that doctor would never find anybody. Because I, knew, I already knew, I already know. A lot, of, a, lot of, a lot of things I ask, I already know the answer to before I ask. I tell you, most of the people are going to assume the worst. They're going to assume you're an evil person and that you just butchered this lady and left her to ride on the side of the road so you steal her baby. And I don't think that was the case. I mean, you don't seem like that type of person. Man. I didn't kill anybody. Where'd this baby come from? We're past all of that. Taylor, we're past that. I did not kill anybody. I didn't kill anybody. So was she alive when you left? I wasn't with any, I wasn't with her. Taylor sticks to her story, still claiming that the child is hers. Right now, the DA down there who I've talked to believes that you're a cold-blooded killer and that you plotted for the last eight months to kill, to murder this woman and steal her baby. And right now, the evidence is there. They can prove it without a shadow of a doubt that that's what happened. They can prove that you murdered that woman. I guess is that some woman 
but you know, everybody's happy, they're shouting showers, and then somebody comes along and cuts their damn baby out of the gut. That's what we got right now. And that's what you need to understand. That's the point where we're at. We're past all this nonsense about, I wasn't there, I didn't kill nobody. We're past all of that. We know it, we know you did it. There's no doubt whatsoever. You didn't hurt her. Motherfucking MVP right here. So let's discuss. Obviously, Taylor is a fucking liar. And the cops are in her hospital room asking her, what the fuck? And there was, oh, okay. So they're saying a woman was found on the side of the road. I think they were just mistaken because that's not true. She was found in the home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But what... I loved was this guy, the doctor. The doctor. That's who I was saying. Is the MVP. <laughs> Sorry, that was no context when I said that. He was like, hell no, a baby didn't come out of there. Are you like, fucking okay. kidding me? Like, <laughs> you guys are insane. You're so sassy. <laughs> I love it. It's so pure, like, doctor energy. That's yeah. like. <laughs> He's just like, let's get this shit on the road. Yeah, yeah. We're done. <laughs> You're wasting my time. What the hell? So, Detective Chad Dansby continues to interrogate Taylor, and she finally breaks, admitting that she did cut the baby out of Reagan. (gasps) Really? But it was because she asked her to. No, no. No, ma'am. No, ma'am. No, ma'am. She said that she went to Reagan's that morning because Reagan was worried about her. Taylor said she'd been having frequent headaches. Reagan said that she could come over to shower and rest. She claimed that on the way there, she got a terrible migraine and woke up in a church parking lot. According to Taylor, when she got to Reagan's, Reagan grabbed her in the driveway, but did so in a caring manner, but it was forceful. Taylor said she was going in and out of consciousness, and Reagan kept hollering, wake the fuck up. Taylor said she told Reagan to get away because something was wrong, but Reagan wouldn't let go, and they began shoving one another, and one thing led to another. Taylor said that Reagan's three-year-old daughter, Kinley, came out during the altercation, and she yelled at her to go to her room. She said that she pushed Reagan, and she got so injured that she asked Taylor to take the baby because she felt like she was dying. She said that Reagan begged her to, quote, take her out of me, take her out of me, end quote. The detective asked her where she got the knife, and Taylor said it was a scalpel that was in a medical kit that she uses on her dogs when they go hog hunting. The detective asks what she ended up doing with the scalpel, and she said she set it on the floor before taking the baby out. Now, obviously, all of this is a lie. Reagan's autopsy report later confirmed that the scalpel was found buried in her neck. Oh, God. They asked what happened next, and she said that when she took the baby out, the cord was wrapped around her neck, and she wasn't breathing. She said she hit her on the back, and a bunch of fluid came out of her mouth, and that's when Reagan yelled for her to go. Oh, my God. She said that Reagan was still alive when she left. (sighs) Ugh. 
We'll never know if she actually was still alive when Taylor left, but we do know for a fact that she fought hard to keep that baby. The autopsy reports list tons of defensive wounds, bruises, scrapes, cuts on her fingers and palms. One finger was dislocated and another was nearly cut off. Oh my God. Reagan was slashed and stabbed well over 100 times. Oh my God. With 39 of them in her scalp alone. Holy shit. There were also multiple slashes around her neck. In addition to a broken nose, she suffered five skull fractures, indicating at least five separate blows. The fractures appeared as though she was hit with what was likely the claw of a hammer, as well as the blunt end, in addition to fractures consistent with the bottom of a mason jar. The four-pound mason jar was found at the scene. Four-pound mason jar? It was filled with blue and pink sand and was monogrammed with an H. I was like, how the hell is a mason jar four pounds? (laughs) It was from their wedding just a year prior. You know, when they, like, pour the sand together? Yeah. Reagan's fingernails were found embedded in the placenta. Oh, my God. So she fought hard. my God, yeah. That's insane to keep their baby fucking shit dude so she had cut the baby out before she died yeah I'm so sorry that is horrible yeah Taylor was arrested and charged with two counts of capital murder yeah fuck you bitch and one count of kidnapping Taylor Parker's trial began on September 12th 2022 Prosecutors detailed Parker's elaborate schemes and audaciously fabricated stories complete with alternate universe of parallel and made-up characters. They laid out a timeline that showed Parker's search for a baby intensify after her ex-husband Tommy Wakasey sent her boyfriend an anonymous tip telling him she was not pregnant and that the hospitals were on high alert. They broke down Parker's various claims of medical issues and her inappropriate behavior at work, as well as her penchant for stirring up drama among her co-workers. The defense questioned why no one did more to stop Parker, if so many people knew she was faking her pregnancy. Harrelson, her defense attorney, sought to frame the state's claims about Parker's motivation as merely a theory. After nine weeks on trial... The jury of six women and six men returned with a verdict after only 90 minutes of deliberation. But whoa. They found the defendant, Taylor Parker, guilty on all counts. Taylor's sentencing began on October 12th and ran for 25 days. Wait, what? Yeah. Wait. Her sentencing? Yeah, she had the fucking trial which found her guilty, but then she had a sentencing hearing because it was a capital case, and they had to, like, determine whether she was going to get the death oh, penalty. that ran for 25 yeah. days? God damn. They had to prove it. Like, wow. During sentencing, jurors learned that Parker continued to scheme and cause chaos in jail following her arrest, collecting contraband, passing notes, breaking the rules, and plotting to frame a fellow inmate for the murder 
by promising money to other inmates in exchange for hand-copying fake confession letters, finding oh. fake witnesses, and planting evidence. Of course she fucking did. So later, after I wrote everything, I found she was also trying to lure guards with her, like, sexuality. And, like, she would, like, rip her jail uniforms to make it more sexual. And she was, like, trying to, like, con people. She also had, like, multiple sugar daddies in jail and women girlfriends as well, or whatever you want to call them. <laughs> women girlfriends. <laughs> she, yeah, okay. <laughs> so, also, Taylor told an inmate that the night before the murder... This is, like, something I realized, like, at the last minute before I came here. She told an inmate that the night before the murder, her and Taylor got into a big argument because Reagan knew that Taylor wasn't actually pregnant. And Reagan was supposed to call Wade and tell him that she lost the baby. And this was all supposed to go down while he was on that trip hauling the hogs. But so Reagan Taylor, like asked Reagan to tell him yeah because Reagan confronted her apparently according to like this witness in jail she told this to but like she was supposed to tell him as he was like calling the hogs but she like decided to back out and at that point she decided to remove the baby she said that she watched Reagan die while trying to do CPR on Braxlin on the couch this is Taylor Mm mm-hmm I cannot understand how she looks like 30 different people. I know. She gained like 100 pounds in jail. Quote, The defendant has been incarcerated at the Bowie County Jail and has continuously and repeatedly caused chaos and confusion and has disrupted jail operations by fabricating grievances, medical conditions, and issues with other inmates and correctional officers. End quote. Not surprised. According to court documents, Parker has also continued to show no remorse while behind bars. In fact, prosecutors say Parker has alternately continued to claim innocence or told varying stories, explaining that she did it but was forced to or that she was framed. None of these stories match up with the evidence presented at trial. Mm-mm. Prosecutors also introduced new evidence gathered earlier that morning in the search of Parker's jail cell. So they found contraband items that included a razor, a schematic drawing of the Bowie County Jail Annex, and a mask with sunflowers on it, which she wore in her pretrial hearings, which the prosecutors say was a cruel and intentional move given that sunflowers were Reagan Hancock's favorite flower, and Parker knew that. Mm. Quote, in her last minutes, we'll never know what she saw, Assistant Director Attorney Lauren Richards told the jury. Quote, but what we know is that Braxlin spent her living and dying moments in the arms of the person who killed her, and that, if anything else in the world, deserves the death penalty. That's so fucked up, dude. In what case would you give it if not this one? In her last minutes, we'll never know what she saw. End quote. Using a PowerPoint presentation to review all of the fantastical lies, the planning and blame shifting, and the inconsistent stories Parker had told since her arrest, Richards reminded the jury 
that it is up to them to determine what the probability is that Parker will pose a future danger, especially behind bars with other inmates, and ask the jury to think of Reagan's family in making the decision to put a stop to the lying and scheming. Quote, Give them the peace that she is no longer calling the shots. She has made every decision up to this point. It is not her choice. You are going to make the choice to send her to death row. End quote. Parker remained still as Judge John Tidwell read the verdict and pulled the jury. But she could be seen shaking and crying as he formally sentenced her to death. Prosecutors hugged Reagan's family members as deputies handcuffed Parker behind her back and brought her to the stand so that family members could give their impact statements. This one comes from Reagan's mother. Quote, my baby was still alive, still fighting for her baby when you tore her open and ripped her baby from her stomach in front of her baby girl. Yeah. Did Kinley see it happen? She told her to go to her room, but we're not sure what she saw. Oh, fuck. Either way, that baby has trauma, man. That's so sad. Yeah. Hancock's mother, Jessica Brooks, continued, quote, you watched her die. You did not care about Broxlin either, spending so much time making sure you would not get caught. We all know you think this is about you. She was one of the very few, very few people on this earth that cared about you. So every time you think to yourself, oh, poor me, nobody cares about me, know the truth. Brooks says she and her family want to focus now on honoring Reagan and Braxlin. And in her statement, she vowed to only speak of Parker to remind her that she's evil. Quote, I will continue to remind people, the world, how evil you are for the rest of your life, however short that might be. But only if I hear mention of your name. Otherwise, I will not speak of you. Only my beautiful baby girl, Reagan, and grandbaby, Braxlin who were a light God will continue to use in this dark world. You took their breaths, but you did not get their beauty, and light that will shine for years to come. End quote. Reagan's widower, Homer Hancock, was in the courtroom as his sister-in-law read his brief statement about having to move in with his parents with their little girl and start life all over again, and the heartbreak of losing another daughter he never met. Quote, The first time I got to hold Braxton Sage, she was cold and lifeless. I will never see her eyes or hear her say, I love you, Daddy. End quote. Judge Tidwell had nothing to say to Parker beyond the formal sentencing and moved quickly to get her out of the courtroom. Quote, you can remove her and take her to death row. End quote. Judge Tidwell instructed deputies immediately following the family's impact statements. By 4 p.m., Less than three hours after her sentencing, Parker was on her way to the state prison in Gatesville for processing before her transfer to the Mountain View unit, where the state houses female death row inmates. She will be the seventh and the youngest woman on death row in Texas. Wow. Quote, a heavy, heavy burden feels lifted. I feel like now we can start trying to heal. End quote. That's what Jessica Brooks, Reagan's mother, told KTAL NBC6. We don't have this over our heads. We know where she's going to be. We know where she's at. 
and she's taken care of, end quote. None of Parker's family members were in the courtroom for the verdict. That's all I got. So I'm wondering how the hell, just thinking back to that picture that they posted at Reagan's funeral of her holding the baby, how did they identify, like, whose baby that was so quickly? Or, like, how... The baby's, like, wearing a hat, and I guess she was dead? Yeah. In that picture? Yeah. So, like... They literally found out the same day. I mean, like, oh, my God. I don't know. It's just weird. I mean, I guess they could have taken a picture of her regardless, and then later, like sent it to Reagan's family but like it just seems weird that they like immediately they didn't have that picture at her funeral oh they didn't okay they just, okay, had, okay. They just took a picture of her when they saw her and then, okay. then like at some point they made that picture okay okay that makes more sense cause I was like I'm also very fucking drunk right now guys <laughs> Oh my god. So sorry. This is straight whiskey drink. That <laughs> I've had so tonight. God. I knew that was a mistake. <laughs> Holy shit. Yeah, so that's the story. Luckily for us, Taylor Parker is on death row. I am actually really glad. But she's still trying to cause some drama. Of course. She's probably like Jody Arias and like mm-hmm. fucking She's uh, worse than Jody Arias. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely, because she fucking stole another human. Every time you do a story like this, since Chandler Halderson, I just don't understand. I don't either. <laughs> how people live like this. I don't either. It's so constantly having to lie about shit. That's like, hard. How the fuck do you do That's that? That's awful. I would fucking be shitting every day. Like shitting hardcore in my diaper. <laughs> <laughs> you And you would have to wear diapers because you would shit constantly. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I don't understand. That's why I'm so intrigued by it. I'm so intrigued because I don't get it. Yeah. And what did she get out of it? And what was she thinking she would get? Like, what the fuck did she think? Yeah, what was he her end goal? He didn't even like her. What was her end goal? I really don't I know. I think she just really wanted him to stay. But, but I don't think he even wanted her to begin with. And I still don't understand that either because she looks like she's way out of his league. I know. I just don't I don't get the dynamic, man. I don't, I don't, I don't know. It's just really bizarre. Maybe things are just different in Texas. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Well, I'm going to just go ahead and shout out my sources, which... Go for it. It's pretty much just one thing. Mm -hmm. Carolyn Roy at KTALnews.com was a busy, busy, busy woman. A busy bitch. Because almost all of my information came from that site and all of her articles. So Nice. Carolyn, you did a great... I mean, literally, it was like a fever dream of sources. I went to one article... They would have links to, like, oh, read about this. Oh, read about that. And I was, like, I felt like I was having a fever dream. There's so many, so much information. Information yeah. overload. Yeah. I was dying. Damn. That's good, though. 
But I heard about this story from Annie Elise, her YouTube channel, Tend to Life, which she has a pretty good YouTube channel if you haven't I've never seen heard that. of that. Mm-mm. But she had a video about Taylor, and she posted a more recent one that I just started listening to, and that's where I started hearing a little bit more about her prison antics. And then I got that video that I showed you from EWU Body Cam YouTube channel. And then have you ever heard of Scribed or Scribbed? Yes. It's like a library thing where you can like check out like audiobooks or something, right? Well, it had a bunch of court documents on it, but like oh, once really? you got to a certain point, it was like you need to pay. And I was just like, bitch. So that leads me to say if anyone wants to send us some money so I can fucking get onto these like fucking paywall websites. I have been meeting paywall after paywall after paywall. We need to start either the coffee thing or Patreon or something. Because yeah. I like I don't I, think anyone has a, a way to send us money right now. <laughs> <laughs> There's literally no avenue. Well, if someone wants to tell us how we can get past these paywalls, or if someone has an account and like could send us some stuff, I don't know. Or we could just do, like, a Patreon thing. I don't know. Well, that's it, guys. It's late. Mallory's drunk. I'm drunk. It's 11 p.m. I gotta be up for work in less than six hours. Oh, I'm so sorry. So. So, follow us on all the things, and we'll talk to you later. (laughs) We're done. Good night. (laughs) Bye.